So Becky Lynch pinned Ronda Rousey. And she won both the Raw and SmackDown Live Women's Championships. But she pinned Ronda Rousey. No, I did not tap out. I did not get pinned. No, you so you want to know what that means? Ronda Rousey lost my championship. So Becky Lynch did not beat me for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. So I want Becky two belts to come out here and explain to me why she thinks that she's the rightful champion to the SmackDown Live Women's Championship when she did not beat me. You said it was a winner takes all match. Did you not understand what that meant? You're right, Charlotte. I didn't pin you at WrestleMania because I was too busy beating the baddest woman on the planet, the woman that nobody else could beat. More importantly, the woman that you couldn't beat, Ronda Rousey. I'm pretty sure I was in that match too. You were in that match, but I've beaten you so many times, I can't even count anymore. So I wanted to know that I could beat Ronda Rousey because I already knew I could beat Charlotte Flair. And guess what, when it was all over, I walked out with both of your titles and there wasn't a damn thing either one of you could do about it. thing, Becky. You have everything to lose. And guess what? I have nothing to lose. So, after you face Lacey Evans at Money in the Bank, I'm next in line and I'm taking it back. How are you next in line, Charlotte? Because you know I what said I so. Want? You know what I want? Shut your face, you stupid dope. I'll tell you what I want. There what you go. There you go. What I want. What I want. What do you want? What I want is for you to clear the way for the likes of Bailey, for Mickey James, for Amber Moon, because I want new challenges. I want new opponents. But you, you are the web that management will not untangle me from. So, so after I run right through Lacey Evans at Money in the Bank, if you want to work your way from the bottom to the top, I will still be Becky two belts. I've done it eight times and I'll do it nine. So the superstar shakeup is supposed to be all about fresh starts. But all I see is a rerun. Becky, thanks for the shout out. And while you may have lost count how many times you've beat Charlotte, I can count how many times you've beaten me. Zero. How about this though? Bailey, don't listen to Becky and get in the back of the line. Because this is still 
my show. Okay? Back of the line. How about you stop acting like you are owed every title opportunity and start earning one? You want a shot at Becky Lynch? Well, guess what? So do I. So how about we see who deserves one? Me or you right now. Deserves one? You're not even worth my time to face right now. Get in the back of... I know these money hungry bitches wanna taste my wealth But I keep them on a diet, embrace they health Or even keep them on a the quiet and space myself And just take a deep breath I got them grabbing their chest Cause it's hurting them to see fabulous best And they and they worse They'd rather see me laying a hearse than laying a back And I ain't just laying a verse I'm saying the facts I came back with some sicker stones That got these broke niggas looking at me like they choking on a chicken bone Every chick I bone can't leave the dick alone So I know it's one of them every time I pick my phone Breathe, one and then the two, two, two and then the three, three Three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe One and then the two, two, two and then the three, three Three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe One and then the two, two, two and then the three, three Three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe Then you gotta, then you gotta Yo, these niggas can't breathe when I come to home to some shoes. Gotta be 20, man. It's not even funny. They can't. The chokehold's too tight. The left looks too right. You know what? You right. These bitches can't. Look, look. They hearts racing. They start chasing. But I'm so fast when I blow past that they can't. In the presence of the man. The future look better than the past. If you present with the man, you better. I see them on the block when I pass It's looking like they need oxygen masses I make it harder But I keep the glocks in the stashes Cause the cops wanna lock and harass us And make it harder They have to react like having an asthma attack When they see the plasma and back You do the reason behind me My flow is like a cool breathing at 90 That's the reason they sign me The slick metaphors and hard punches on the cuts Feel something like hard punches to the gut Hydrate the haters and underestimators And ride up on them like they escalators They shook up and hooked up the respirators On they last breath talking to investigators I'm a breath of fresh air and a fresh pair Face it blue and do it till your face get blue And then one and then the two, two, two and then the three, three, three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe. One and then the two, two, two and then the three, three, three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe. One and then the two, two, two and then the three, three, three and then the 
niggas stand When the crew walk in it, pop a few cokes in it. As quick as a tick in a New York minute. Catch a breath before you catch a left. Even worse, catch a tap. Only way you catch an F to the AB. It's in the maybe. Rolling with my baby. Gripping on a toy that you won't find at KB. I rhyme slick on ya. They gon' have to put the high lick on ya. What you know about letting dimes lick on ya? While you inhale the weed. And it won't stop till they inhale, you see. And it don't stop till I tell them to breathe. Like a Doctor with a stethoscope, I don't see no fucking hope unless these motherfuckers read. Yeah, Brooklyn got a, Uptown got a, the Bronx got a, Queens got a, Satin Mal got a, you niggas got a, you bitches got a, everybody. One and then the two and two, two and then the three, three, three and then the four, four. Then you got a, then you got a, then you got a, breathe. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new edition of the Hoots Pockets, episode 153, April 25th, 2019. And as we're recording this tonight, is the NFL draft. Best of luck to all the good brothers and good sisters who have their certain football teams that they root for and whoever draft picks that hopefully brings their teams up to the next level. I am the one and only Josh Lopez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Hoots Podcast. You can hit me up. I'll let you know everywhere you need to find the Who's Podcast. For example, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, checking out the podcast every single week. Uh, the numbers have been really good. And the feedback, most importantly, it's been very well appreciative, especially for our segments with AJ each week. And uh, it's been fun doing the shows over the last week. Uh, we had our little superstar shakeup on the podcast, which was a lot of fun, too. And hope you guys enjoyed a lot of that music conversation that we had for the first part of the show. So that that was a lot of fun, too, last week. Um, anyways, uh, I am not alone this week. Uh, we have two, uh, well groomed gentlemen joining me on this broadcast today. Uh, first off, we got my main man, the one and only Adam Daly. What's up, brother? Yo, first off, I'm putting the camera on for a second. There's nothing well groomed about me. Let's put that, let's put that out there. But, um, no, listen, hi, look, camera for a little bit. We might have the camera on for a little bit tonight just because of our special guest. So that's why I will abruptly pass it over to him because it's nice i didn't have to prepare this week i'm not the host <laughs> it's rare we have guests but this guy's not guests this guy is a good brother of all good brothers he is the director of operations it's time adam for our performance evaluation yes you really count, you're damn right <laughs> uh, the proprietor of the list of derrico the one and only <laughs> derrick stoughton what's going on my brother oh my gosh josh adam how long has it been since i've been with you guys it's so good to be back uh talking with you guys again josh you and i were talking about this earlier today so I believe the last time that I was on this particular show, this particular podcast, was around Money in the Bank last year. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So as the director of operations, one of my duties is to balance all the books and to make sure that all the money is where it's supposed to be. So when I heard that money was up again, I immediately had to come back because it's like, oh, money, you know, oh, that's right up my alley. You know, let me, I got my clipboard out. I've got the list of Derrico. We're all ready to go. I'm we get paid in dollars, not loonies, man. <laughs> That's minus seven for you there, uh, Adam. So you're you're not off to a good start on my watch. <laughs> when am I? When am I? No, I was going to say that's, that's true. I, uh, you know, listen, I'm right there with you. I don't I don't you know get things off to a good start myself. But now, guys, it's great to be back. It's 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 always great to chat with you guys, and um, 
it's this has been a long time coming. It's been a long overdue. So it's good to be back, guys. Real quick, how much dust was on the list? Did you have to dust the list off? You, please yeah, tell no, me. I, well, I, I had to dust it off a little bit just because I was saving it for a really special occasion, you know? See, that means it wasn't in use, though, and I feel like the list of Derrico should always be in use. Oh, look, again, you know where the list of Derrico exists? Right here. That's where, the, that's where the list of Derrico exists. <laughs> it's right up here, brother. I don't, need, I don't need to write anything down. It's all up here. I got a photographic memory. But, no, the list of Derrico exists. And boy, is it a great list. Josh, I believe I put you on the list because you didn't know that August 7th was not the end of the month. <laughs> that was one of my slip-ups. When we were uh, being uh, on the chatter of the universe. Yeah, oh, my God. oh, no. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, yeah, August 7th. That's the end of the month. I was like, really? <laughs> tell, me, tell me more about that, Nostradamus. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, man. I'm allowed to be dyslexic at times. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah okay. <laughs> not on my watch. Not on my watch. I demand perfection from my people. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Don't, here comes don't, the iron yeah, yeah. 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 Don't want that. Don't. Thanos. Yeah. As <laughs> as I say that, and I'm going to have five slip ups in the next three minutes. So yeah, don't even worry about that. But no, nah, it's good to be no. back, guys. It's great. No, it's it's really cool, man. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting how fast time's gone by. I think all of us collectively have known each other for five years now, somewhere around there, four or five years. Uh, is it, is we it got, that long? Yeah, holy, it's, been, it's been a minute. Wow. <laughs> holy cow! So I got yeah. to um, fortunately spend both time with both of you guys in person. Uh, yep. Adam last year for Money in the Bank, obviously, and of course, uh, Brother Carter for WrestleMania 34 in the uh, New Orleans, yes, or the Orleans that's new. There you go, thank <laughs> you very much, the Orleans that is new, yeah. Uh, uh, Derek was my uh, uh, travel guide throughout the city, and we had a blast down there for four days, got to meet uh, Derek's brother, Scott, who's a character in himself. Uh, this is this is not a gimmick, I'm not being over-exaggerating or anything, anything like that. Derek and Scott are two totally different human beings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that as a dig towards Scott because I think Scott is a fun guy to hang out with. But um, I had a blast hanging out in New Orleans for the we first time. get Scott on the show? I can ask Scott if he want to be on the show. I don't know, Adam, if you saw it. The first time he came on, this was back when we were doing Universal Chatter. Uh, well, especially when he came on and immediately, Josh, you know, the first thing he did was bash Roman Reigns. Like, yeah. like he's like, Roman Reigns <laughs> is the worst. He basically took over the show and was bashing Reigns and Cena. And, oh, it was, it was great. Oh, it was, man. So yeah, was, I, I missed that one. Oh, but dude, it was great. The opposite of you, though, then – we probably need to meet or no? Eh. I like that that one's slowly going over. <laughs> it, just, it, took, it took a minute to really yeah. sit down yeah. deep in yeah. there. Thanks. You're yeah, welcome. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Thanks. I'm here. Yeah, I know. You're here. For, you're, you're the you're comedic entertainment for all of us, right? There you right. go. Because yeah. you are the director of operations, I think it's important to plug some business stuff along the way as Please. far as the podcast is concerned. Please, yes. Uh, like it's I said, mentioned before, check out our podcast and all different streaming platforms. If you want hit send us any suggestions, questions, anything, you can send me an email personally at the hoots podcast at gmail.com. Pretty easy uh, to get in contact with us as far as what you want to listen to on today's show. Uh, also, we're going to have our catch-up session with Brett Carter as the show goes on, but also we're going to talk about the NFL draft. Uh, we'll get into our thoughts over the last couple weeks for the Superstar Shake-Up. Uh, Derek wants to give his early predictions for Mind the Bank since he's on the show today. Uh, we'll be doing that towards the end of the show. Of course, we have through the eyes of a nine-year-old, 
um, our our big our third our third star of the show AJ will be on uh, later on the podcast, and of course we'll wrap it up this week talking about Gotham the series finale tonight on Fox. Uh, oh wow! We'll talk about that as well. Yeah, that's, baby. That's a sad day for you, Adam. Bad, horribly. Bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Hour, baby. It's, hey, you know what though? It's 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 we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. It's it's ending very nicely. I feel like. They, I feel like they did the – there's a lot of reasons why I'm going to talk about it, but I feel like they, they did the series justice and setting up the Batman, if you will. So. Ooh. Nice. Derek, are you going to see Endgame this weekend? No, I will not. Are you, you're not in for a three-hour movie with no intermission? You know, it's, I, I don't have a problem with three-hour movies and stuff like that. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I, I like the Avengers. I like all the films. You know, I went and saw uh, the previous one in the theater. But I, uh, you know, I'm I'm okay waiting for a month until all of the, everything has died down and I can go in the afternoon and there's, you know, I'll go during my summer break. I'll go in the afternoon when there's nobody in the theater, where everybody's out working and I'm on my vacation. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, so yeah, I'll go in like the afternoon and stuff like that. But no, I'll, and or either that or I'll just wait and get on my Cody box and try to find it that way. Because I'm sure within a week or if it's not out already, uh, it'll be on my Cody box and I can find it on the uh, the dark web, I believe, or whatever they call it now. You probably could because I, I think it opens in theaters tonight. They always do the early openings. Oh, that's right. I love it midnight tonight. So, so it'll probably be there. people Is have he- had screeners probably for weeks now. See, as director of operations, I get insider information and I get access to things that most <clears throat> most people don't. So I can find all this. Usually, those lead to STDs, though, and we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> We're so glad you're back, brother. I, um, listen, if, if I'm cannon fodder for the next two and a half hours, that's completely fine. It's not anything I'm not used to. So it's we're, having, we're having a legit throwback Thursday today. Oh, geez. Yep. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I. Okay. Yeah. It's. It, Speaking right, of it, a positive throwback Thursday, I would like to congratulate the winner of the original Sasha Charlotte. Flair debate, uh, Mr. Darren. Yeah. He won that by landslide, and I knew that when we were recording the debate. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, can say, I can say this because Adam was supposed to be the moderator with me at that time, yeah. but uh, that debate was ridiculous. No, <laughs> there was going to have to be a strong argument coming from the other side. It's just, and that's nothing against Sasha. She, listen, she's excellent too, but Charlotte is. You could argue Charlotte's top five. It doesn't matter. Just superstars. Period. Men, women. It doesn't matter. She Absolutely. Well, I was, we, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking about this as I was covering SmackDown Live last uh, Tuesday night. She is just such a good heel. She might be one of the best heels in the business. She's just, she's perfect on the mic. She's excellent in the ring. I, I love Charlotte Flair. She's still my number one. Charlotte is still my number one. With uh, the man coming in as a close second, but we'll get it. We can get into all that. All right, let's let's get to New Orleans really quick. Sure, I had this. This is fun, you know. I had a blast way more in New Orleans than I did in Orlando for my previous trip at uh, WrestleMania, and to spend time with Brett Carter and Scott and getting to see the city, we got to check out that World War Two uh, mm-hmm. that place. That that was really fun. Got yep. to check all that out. I think we did that Saturday. Yeah, we did that Saturday yeah. after because the we went to uh over that night. Yeah, we would take over that night. Yeah, because that's what it was on the Saturday. That's right. Um, I think we just hung out on. Fr- no, we went to Bourbon Street on Friday. Yes, uh, you remember, <laughs> and, and we went. Remember, we went to that place where there was a band that was playing. All, no, they played all wrestling themes, and yeah. <laughs> and and um, the crowd. Oh, it was awesome. That was that was an incredibly fun. Every night. good New Orleans story should start with 
remember that one place that had that thing that we went to? Because that's typical Bourbon Street right there. Like, you know how they say, like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and it never really does? There you go. That's that's Bourbon Street in a nutshell. Uh, that one place that had the thing, you get so many places up. You might have a little bit of fun down there. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And I, I love whenever I get to go to New Orleans. I always have a blast whenever I get to go down to New Orleans. I, honestly, I don't get to go to Bourbon Street that often just because, you know, I don't want to be that guy that goes by himself to Bourbon Street. Like, hey, what's up? You know, uh, yeah. but when I have guests in town, you know, we bring them to Bourbon Street and it was great. Um, we saw, we, I mean, we went to a bunch of different places down there. Well, we didn't get- here's the thing, though. When you got me at the airport, of course, we had lunch because I didn't eat anything beforehand. I right. eat when you go on airplanes. Right. So we got something to eat when I got there in New Orleans. It was Friday afternoon-ish. And I, we, you already brought me to Bourbon Street. <laughs> Not even oh, like that's right. Street. I forgot. Yeah, we went yeah. during the day. That's right. I did. I got to say this because it's funny because you brought me to Bourbon Street because we wanted to go see The Miz because he had some type of signing going on. And anybody that says that Miz is not a superstar or draw, we each just saw the line this dude oh, had man. for his autograph signing. Holy shit, man. That yeah, was long. <laughs> But no, I forgot we went during the day because I mean, and Adam, you've been to New Orleans, you know, there are two, you know, New Orleans has two sides to it. You have the day side and the night side. And the day side is actually really cool because Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Bourbon Street is fine during the day. Actually, what I like about the French Quarter during the day is the stuff off Bourbon Street. So Royal Street, going down to Jackson Square, checking out Cafe Du Monde. I mean, there's some really, really cool stuff off Bourbon Street during the day. Uh, But of course, at nighttime, Bourbon Street, we're supposed to be. I still like Royal Street a lot. There's some great stuff just, right. just adjacent to it. But uh, yeah, no, new. Um, you, I want and Josh, I wanted you to see the two sides to Nala. But um, but no, it was. I forgot that we had done that. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I remember um, that Friday night uh, at Bourbon Street. Uh, Matt Hardy was doing the the lead. Right, yeah, I remember. Well, we didn't get to see so, that unfortunately, but I saw you guys didn't get to see. It. Oh, did you see? How did we miss it? I don't know. Scott's a traveler. That guy. Oh, yeah, he just, yeah he wanted to just go and yeah, he just wanted to go everywhere. But yeah, you know that was that was no that, that night, man. When we got to just be with the wrestling themes, that was so cool. And then we went to this. We went to the one bar where they were having. I think they were at like a Kevin Nash party or something like that. Yeah. And they we, we got up there, but they they kicked us out because they're like, okay, well, you guys got to leave. I was like, why? He's like, well, we're hosting this party and this whole area is closed. And we're like, man. So that sucked, but. Other than that, it was fine. Yeah, I'm, um, we went. You were talking about the bar that we went to that they were playing the wrestling themes, and then every time they put on CM Punk, I had to do this. <laughs> like, I know. Oh, you, here we go. <laughs> you did that, and I just I think I probably booed. Um, yeah, you sorry. Did. <laughs> sorry, 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 Adam. Um, oh, I don't care. No, I, listen. I think listen. We we kind of got to get past that. And it, it, but in a way, it sucks though too. This is where I'm at with this because like my daughter like wants to cosplay with me as like CM Punk and Serena because she, she always has her head shaved. Sure. But, and I, like we, we were going to for like money in the bank last year. But and I just I, like how do you explain to her like listen, it's I want to, but at the same time, I don't want you to feel the vulgarity of like the the wrestling fan that hates CM Punk so much. You know what I mean? Like like sure. that. And it and it, it sucks because that it has to be that way. Like I wish people could just like. I hate to say forgive and forget, but like people that are obsessing about him coming back, forget about it. People right. that are obsessing about him not, you know, like hating on CM Punk, 
forgive them and just like, so everybody can move on. And then we won't have this stupid best in the world shit jammed down our throats all the time. We won't have like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of like now they're kind of egging the CM Punk fans on a little bit, you know what I mean? And, and, and listen, and with, you know, with a victor go to spoils, they absolutely should. Uh, but in a way it's, it's, to me, it's starting to get like, okay, now you're almost feeding the CM Punk trolls where they were just about to go away. And and I'm not saying, you know, (laughs) I love Punk, man, but I love seeing him happy and him happy right now is not in a wrestling ring unless he's dressed like a ninja for one (laughs) like he said he would do three years ago. I didn't realize if one decision in my life would bring back CM Punk and probably the Raiders at the playoffs. Are you kidding me? I don't care. One GTS was all I ever needed to see again. Under the hood or not, it didn't matter. I got to see Punk one last time. No, I wasn't there, you know. But but no, but that, that's the thing. I don't know, Derek. I want to get your opinion on that and Josh, your opinion on this. Like, I I, I feel like we were almost past the point of the CM Punk, the unnecessary CM Punk chance and the stuff yeah. where it eventually would have been able to like, all right, now we can finally like cosplay at a show, you know. Mm-hmm. But I well, still and, and it sucks to say this, but I I just don't feel safe taking my daughter in cosplay as much as like half the people would love it and think it's the cutest thing in the world, but then you'd still have that stereotype typical like anti CM Punk guy that's always going to have something to say, and I just right. doesn't need to be you know hearing that. That's and that's why we didn't cosplay in Chicago. Well, Adam, here's your first problem: you're expecting wrestling fans to be civil and normal human beings, uh, you know, and not you know actually. I was going to say, I mean, come on now. As soon as it came out of your mouth, you should have been like, "Oh, wait a minute, hold on, yeah, that isn't going to work." So, so there's your first problem. Um, as far as the, the 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 thing being over, the unnecessary CM Punk chance, I don't think that's ever going to go away, especially in the hardcore wrestling cities when the show is dragging on and they're starting to get bored and the fans are trying to put themselves over. What's the easiest way to put yourself over? Just start doing CM Punk chants. And, you know, those, those fans are going to do that over and over and over again. You know, I know Shane McMahon's doing the whole best in the world gimmick, and that's fine. I don't – maybe that was the cause. But listen, also those older wrestling fans, they don't have short-term memories. They're also going to remember all of the Punk things. So it doesn't matter what's going on in WWE programming. I think they're always going to do – the CM Punk chance, no matter what, it's just, it's just never going to go away. I mean, do you, but does that, and I guess a follow-up question would be, does that add to his legend or take away from, you no. know, in a weird way, it's like, I'm, I'm starting to look at him like Savage, like Savage never went back. And now in hindsight, like he's one of the few, if not only that, that didn't go back. And if Punk doesn't go back, which I don't, I don't, I think if he ever did, it would be for a short three month thing with AEW, but that's sure. my personal theory. Right. Uh, you know, but I just, I don't see him even for like a hall of fame or even, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just could never see him going back. I just think there's just too much bad blood and, and, and I understand it, you know? Right. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. In a way I feel like, listen, cheap heat's the best heat, but I think even CM Punk fans or people that hate CM Punk, I think we're all kind of over it by now. Right. Like it's just, it's tiring. It's yeah. exhausting. It's yeah. just done, you know? <laughs> right. And I agree with you completely. I don't know, man. Jock. What do you think about all this, man? I feel like uh, me personally, like, you know, same thing. He's saying that he's going to keep the fans accountable. I want, you know, there you're saying like the slow parts where people start doing the chance. I just want him to come out <laughs> and like, see, that's an example right there of your ugliness. <laughs> Cut it out. I just wanted to come out and just bury an instant moment like that. Right. That made something that could neutralize that type of situation. Look, you know, uh, it's it's hard for me to talk about this because I'm biased towards CM Punk for certain reasons. Um, 
I'll admit, I get kind of annoyed even attending Chicago shows in person when the chants even start before the show goes on air. Like, you know, I'm a punk. I'm, I'm one of the biggest punk fans in the world, and I get annoyed hearing the chants going on even before the show goes on air. And I just feel like you're wasting your time. Right. Like, Adam, you were talking about a couple of months ago when you guys went to Raw and you had those two dweebs from Boston having their own wrestling podcasts behind you guys. Like, why are you going to spend Horrible. money to make an ass out of yourself? Wait, hold on. I, I missed this story. What happened? All right. So to make a long story short, uh, AJ and I went to Raw. Uh, right. Hoping to see Becky Lynch because for reasons we're not going to talk about. We skipped the Christmas show. And now I'm so mad because that's the show where Becky did this to Cena and it's like, if I could reverse the shows now in hindsight. But um, but uh, it, it was just one of those nights where I thought it was a great show. Like, we were having a bunch of fun. But we just had those, like, wrestling fans behind us that we were all that person at one time of our wrestling lives, I, I feel. Um, especially those that are probably either listening to things like this or, or on Twitter or whatever the like, you know. <laughs> but they, it legit sounded like they were having a podcast behind us. And it just got to a point where it was it was, it was just, it was wearing on us. And especially when Reigns came up and it, the gear shifted to he's faking cancer. It was all a work and he's oh, a coward. No, and it was no, like, no. you know, some little kids around, you know, and there's, there's little kids everywhere and they're getting upset. Like their parents are getting upset and it's not parents or, 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 you know, with, with good reason they're, they're saying, you know, come on, man, like turn us down a notch. And they just won't, they get offended by it. I thought this was a wrestling show. I thought, and it's like, well, meanwhile, every commercial break, they're coming out and having little kids do like catchphrases or seven minute dance breaks. Like your environment, you know what I mean? It's, it is, it's, it's geared more towards kids with adult elements. And that's what we have to remember. I don't, and, and it's, but it was, it, it was so bad because they did, they had voices that carry. I have one, you know what I mean? I have the quote unquote radio voice. I get it. But they, I mean, they were a little intoxicated, extremely loud. And, um, and it, it, they just didn't stop from beginning until end. We were like, it was like commentary the entire time. And they were wrong about so much where every once in a while I had to like, just lean back and be like, Oh no, you mean this person or yeah. this name? They go, oh, I forget what well, was, what well, was Apollo. Oh, he was so great in the Indies. Oh, oh, but couldn't name, couldn't Uh-ha name Apollo's any name. I was like, Oh, nation. And it was like, Oh yeah. Oh, nation. Yeah. It was a great name. It's like, that was that great of a name. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and right. so it was that they, they mentioned they were from Boston. So that probably explains a lot or they didn't mention it. They just in the process of them oh, right, in Boston. It wouldn't be. So yeah. that's kind of what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that last, yeah. That yeah. last half hour where it was the, the false count anywhere match. And the, and the wrestlers were, weren't even in the arena. Like they were in the outside where you, so you couldn't see them. And that's mm-hmm. all we had to listen to were these, it was like, all right, let's, let's get out of here. I think it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm sorry they ruined the show for you. No, it was all good. No, it was a great time. Great okay. time. It just, it, that, that did, that wore on us. Yeah. It's just tune them out. Sure. It is after, once you got to like hour three, it was like, all right. You know, <laughs> right. Like everyone has an off button. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's chat up a little bit of the NFL draft since it's uh, tonight. We're all big NFL fans mm-hmm. uh, for certain teams. I will not be consuming the entire first round because I'll be watching Khalil Mack highlights uh, <laughs> during the draft. Um, <laughs> Starting to sound like a Steeler fan, man. Uh, don't give me hurt on the Steelers thing because they gave Ben Roethlisberger a sixty-eight million dollar contract extension. Say I, I don't even want to talk about this. Oh, did, 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 did I didn't see that. Did that yeah, happen today? I heard about this morning. The sixty-eight million dollar man who's a 
I, I'm not even going to get into it right now. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm looking this up because I don't allegedly, know. yeah, there, you know, a lot of um, wow, that's that is interesting. I, did they say what, how many years or anything? Or I don't know if the years. I, I heard oh, my guy <laughs> down through the sports show on my YouTube channel. The board he's like, "Hey, Ben Russell got uh, something sixty-eight million dollar contract extension." I'm like, it, yeah, it. I, pull, I, "I just pulled it up right here." Um, it's a two-year extension worth $68 million and includes a $37.5 million signing bonus and oh, $30 million guarantee, uh, injury guarantee. You're telling me he's worth $34 million a year? My ass. Wow. Oh, man. That's Listen, brutal. I, I, really don't, I really don't wish ill will on the Steelers. I really don't. Like, I joke about it all the time and stuff like that. But it is, it is fun to see the Steelers, like, good. Not <laughs> never against my Raiders. Let me obviously preface that. But Of course. <laughs> I just—it's like a soap opera with this team. It's it's a soap opera with the league. Like, come on now. Especially this off season, it's been well. No, but you know what? If the one thing that I've always praised the Steelers for, as much as I wanted to eat crow on it, they always ran a really well, really well run organization. They never had this. And the past, like, really four or five years, it's just been blame game. That and and really everything has always led back to Roethlisberger. And to give him an extension when you even have guys like, you know, he intentionally fumbled on a ball just because he was upset with a call Todd Haley, you know, uh, play call or whatever. And you, you have like old school guys saying that, that you could tell that was like, I mean, I don't know. I never played, you know, I obviously was never in the locker room or anything like that. But it's just you hear a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Whatever. Whatever Steelers. We'll take, we'll take Antonio Brown. We've made worse trades. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, well, while I'm speaking about NFL, I want to get y'all's thoughts on this because I was – so my brother is a big Giants fan. And, of course, when he heard that – of course, when Odell left and went to Cleveland and all that kind of good stuff. I, so I have some people that have been telling me that, oh, my God, Cleveland's going to go 16-0 and next year. And, of course, first off, that's not going to happen. But – is Cleveland going to win their division next year? I, yeah. I I can't see anybody else that can that can beat. Cle- now I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're absolutely going to win their division this year. Next year, I, it's going to be between them and Baltimore. It'll be close. I, maybe a wild card. That's what I'm looking at right now for them. No, actually, I think Cleveland wins the division. I really do. I don't know. There's yeah, I hate saying it. There's actually, you know, I've always kind of pulled for because because I'm looking at this like I'm looking at the AFC North and. I mean, who? Yeah, who can stop them? Uh, no, we we still need to see this kid play a second year. What's his name? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. Listen, sophomore slumps happen a lot. We saw that with with insert quarterback's name here. Come well, yeah. on. Steve, Steve Harvey had a funny joke about Baker Mayfield. He's like, he's my uh, long lost black cousin. That <laughs> that's Anita Baker's nephew and. Uh, Curtis look, Mayfield's long pale cousin. Look, and it, <laughs> and it pains me that Baker Mayfield is successful is because he went to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is my uh, University of Oklahoma. Is my, the OU, they're my sworn enemy. Yeah, you know, because right. I have I have ties to two universities that were born to hate the University of Oklahoma or o- uh, Oak State. Yeah, Oak, Oak State, and then my undergrad from the University of Texas. So both uh, both Texas and Oklahoma State, we are born <laughs> to hate OU. Sucks. Um, that's <laughs> so, but 
So hey, by the way, since we're talking about OBJ, I want to get your thoughts on this, Derek, because you saw WrestleMania this year, obviously. What did you think about Colin Jones coming out with the OBJ? Oh, it was awesome. Are you kidding me? That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I wasn't sure how the whole Colin Jost, Michael Che thing was going to go. Jost did a great job. He really did. His trolling of WWE fans over the three weeks that he was on TV was excellent. I was very, very impressed. With he now, was good. he was now. You knew it was going to be a just a comedy spot, and that's fine. But he did a great job. I really think he was hilarious. I props to Jost. He he surprised me. He uh, he really did. The funny thing is, is that uh, when we were watching it, Josh and I talked about this a couple weeks ago when we did a WrestleMania show. At first, I was like, when he was coming, I'm like, why that? Why is he wearing a Browns jersey? And my daughter looks at me and she was like, Dad, ODB. Yeah. plays for him now and I went mm, yeah and, and I follow back him because he's some, number 13 right and, and right. I remember when his sign was like oh that orange 13 would be so smooth to have you know what I mean <laughs> but um and it just didn't even register like all the, the the trolling week by week it just it didn't it didn't register so when he came out and did that it was, that was good I, I, I picked up on that right away as soon as he he's like He's got a Beckham. Yes, he got an OBJ jersey on. Yes, well done. No, that was great. No, he did a great job with that. I thought that was awesome. Um, but- tonight we got the draft. Obviously, um, Adams uh, Raiders got three draft picks in the first round today. Yeah. Uh, Taking all the picks. Fourth, fourth, twenty fourth from the Bears and twenty uh, seventh from the Cowgirls uh, for the Cool. So that's the three picks for the Raiders in the first round. Derek, uh, you root for the New Orleans Saints. They decided to trade their first round pick for Marcus Davenport. That's fine. That's to the, the Ship Bay Packers. And that's fine. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, is look, there anything in particular you guys are looking forward to tonight? Because it, here's my thing when it comes to the Raiders. I think, and maybe this might be a hot take or whatever, but I feel like the Raiders are going to find Derek Carr's replacement in the first round tonight. Uh, all right, so there's a lot of, from what I've seen, mixed emotions about this with with the Raider Nation. Um, I uh, obviously this is a podcast, and I mean we're doing a video cast. Derek, thanks for this one. So now you know my face I, is going to be attached hey, to this. Listen, one, but again, as director of operations, I keep you guys I, on your toes. That's my yeah, job. No, it's just a silver frame. This, yeah, listen, this, this, down, this, yeah. this, this is how much I love you, brother. I'm actually I'm, I'm breaking the literal fourth wall for a change. If, you know, just, love you too, brother. Appreciate um, it. But I don't I don't think Derek Carr is our quarterback. Now I don't. I, I just I think I've seen him nothing but regress ever since the injury. He had a hot streak for a while last year, and then the last game reminded me what he looked like the first like three games of the year. Um, but he had a really hot run, like you know, in the middle of the season last year, where I think he went close to three hundred or somewhere around there completions without an interception or anything like that. But you know, at the same time, we were what four and twelve. You know what I mean? So it's not like and then in, in the last game of the season, you throw up a dud when that really for all intents and purpose should be somewhat of a game where you're trying to light it up for the next season and show what your, you know, what your value is. Here's what I know about the car situation. If we would have cut him after this year, it would have been a $25 million hit on the salary cap or traded him from what I understand. If we wait until after next season, uh, that goes down dramatically. I don't, I don't know. And I honestly, I don't think car is our future at all. Um, I, do think that we probably should go for a quarterback, but at the same time, I haven't watched a college football game and since 
I realized that I'm too old to watch college football. No offense, Derek. I know you're you're involved with college, Fair. but I'm like a grown ass man that don't give a shit about kids that are 24, <laughs> 25 years old. I got playing right. college sports. And I want to see professionals play. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I finally get what David here. I meant. I finally under like all after all these years. I get it. I totally get it. Well, so. It- I know nothing about college at this point. So, I mean, I don't know anything about the quarterbacks out there. And if there's none that are available, I don't know. I just, I do think we have to start looking for a potential replacement though. And when you have four draft or three first round draft picks and two first round next year, we have to start to figure out, okay, what are we looking at? Like who could potentially be a first rounder next year versus this year. And I think, you know, pull the trigger on that and get, I I, I do. I I think we draft who potentially could be his uh, replacement. Yes. Well, if you're going to do that, I mean, there actually are some decent quarterbacks in the draft. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins will be available because Dwayne Haskins are saying might go third to Washington. Wow. Uh, I mean, Kyler Murray is probably going to go first because of the whole Kingsbury thing, which is fine. And that's no knock at Kingsbury. This is a knock at the Arizona Cardinals who completely mismanaged. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, okay. So Cliff- what is the Kingsbury thing? Okay. So, what is- so Cliff Kingsbury is the coach of Arizona Cardinals now. Okay. Um, last year, he was the head coach at Texas Tech, Red Raiders. Okay. Uh, he had he had amassed, I think he was there for six seasons. He played quarterback at Texas Tech, which is why, and then before getting that job, he was the offensive coordinator, at, offensive coordinator at Texas A&M and coach Johnny Manziel. Uh, so that kind of started this whole thing. Then they hung, version of Johnny Manziel. <laughs> the one where he actually was decent before he went crazy. Um, wow. So then Texas before Tech. Before he went method. Right, Exactly. So then Texas Tech hired him on to be the head coach there. Thought, oh, he's going to be our savior. He's coached all, he's coached Manziel, blah, blah, blah. He played for us. He gets assistant, blah, 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 blah. Who's one of the first people he coaches? Patrick Mahomes, who has obviously gone on and, you know, has done great in the NFL. So, but over during his time at Tech, he amassed uh, less than 500% and they fired him this year after going six and six. So he got hired to be the offensive coordinator at USC, University of Southern California. And which is fine. He was going to recover, and he would have got another college head coaching job eventually. Well, the Arizona Cardinals, in their infinite wisdom, wants to recreate what happened with him and Patrick Mahomes. They need a quarterback. They went and got Cliff Kingsbury to be their new head coach, who has no coaching experience in the NFL, got fired at Texas Tech. They brought him on because they think that they're going to draft Kyler Murray to be the number one overall pick. And I think Kingsbury and Murray have worked together before. So... They're trying to create the next quarterback whisperer. And so they think by putting Kingsbury at the helm of the Cardinals, they're going to revitalize their franchise. And this is no knock at Kingsbury. I don't think he's ready for it. But if an NFL head coaching job came calling, um, yeah, I'm going to take that job. Of course I am. Um, with them. So right, yeah. that sounds a lot better because when you said that whole Kingsbury thing, at first I thought it was going to be like some Aaron Hernandez thing. Like where no. he was involved with some stuff. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wait, whoa. Where are we going with this? Is that, this that, I mean, that makes I, it sound a little bit more more digestible, though. No, that that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah no, this you, is that, that, that's allowed. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, this is a PG-13 show, I think, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's TV. <laughs> and so we, then when we bring AJ in, we always make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We so anyway. like when when Raw used to be like it was like whatever, and then it was like Raw's War was like the TV-14 like hour of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but anyway, hey, yeah. <laughs> do you know any? Um, do you know any college kickers that could help my team out? <laughs> I don't know, dude. The, the, the I mean, with kickers, you just you just never know. Because I mean, I, I hate like, it. Man. I'm just looking at, this, but there's so. I mean, yeah, I know because they 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 canned uh, 
the the, the double doink guy. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I, I can't even remember, I can't even remember his name. But now, I mean, I was looking at it. I don't know which kickers uh, could go right now. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some backup kickers on or practice squad kickers that the uh, Bears could sign. That would be fine. But I don't know if they're going to draft any. I, I mean, the Bears they kickers are so easy to find. I don't think you can. Well, here's the thing, though. This is what I'm looking forward to as far as the draft's concerned because you're getting a lot of teams are getting in positions where they need to find their replacement quarterbacks. Phil Rivers is not getting any younger. Uh, the Saints haven't got their backup quarterback yet for Drew Brees. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's the guy. I'm sorry. I know he had a bad injury a couple years ago, but still that's not enough to hold the the weight that Drew Brees has in that organization. Right. Um, you know, they got that fiasco going on with the Giants and Eli Manning. I know you heard it a gazillion times from your brother. Oh, God. Um, well, it's the Patriots. Uh, is Tom Brady going to play to his 50? Yes. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe look, not. Look, look, Super look, Bowls. Look, Brady, look, Brady and, look, as much as hey, – Somebody uh, even said they're trying to find a replacement for Aaron Rodgers right now. Jeez, good luck. <laughs> look, I, I'm telling you, I think that the real draft, I mean, 19 is going to be a fine draft. I think 20 is going to be an even better draft. You got Tua coming out. Um, you know, Trevor if, if Trevor Lawrence, uh, he, I was like, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, if he comes out. Michael I mean, Nakazawa, he's got, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm telling you, I think 20 is going to be a better draft than 19. Peter Avalon. <laughs> yeah, anyways, let's let's. I digress, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Adam, they could take a quarterback if they end up taking. They could take Josh Allen if he's available. We need a D end. We need. Uh, I feel like we need a D end. We we've been we actually have signed some talent as far as like we filled in some spots that we really needed to fill in. I, I can see us maybe getting a. I think I think we got to take a we have to take gotcha. a quarterback. I feel like um, quarterback, D end, and then maybe if you want to go O line or um, linebacker, I think would be would be huge right now for us. Well, if and again, if Dwayne Haskins is available, that'd be great. Um, there's a great there's a couple of great quarterbacks uh, from Washington. Jake Browning, as he's put up good numbers. Jarrett Stidham has done a great job. Will Greer from West Virginia. <clears throat> Any one of them, I think, would be just fine. So if they really need a quarterback, they could take one of them. I think they're projected to go second or third round, but who knows? I, I, just find, it, I find this fascinating because the Raiders GM was like the main draft guy for all these draft night specials, and now he's actually making the picks. So like I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes tonight. It's going to be wild. You're, listen, A-Rod's probably loving this right now for how much we're talking about the Raiders. <laughs> Shout out. Um, I just, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what, the only reason why I almost feel like we're going to take a quarterback, whether or not we even need to or should or whatever, um, I almost see a template in place. Like when the Rams knew that they were moving into L.A., they drafted Goff, right, right as they were basically kind of like right as they were going in. Mm -hmm. We know that this is the end for Oakland. You know, we, we got our last year. We actually, at least we're not going to be a vagabond team for a year. Although they did screw us. We got like the first two weeks we're in Oakland and we're not back in Oakland until November. Yeah. They took a home way. They, they took a Oakland game away from you guys too. Yeah. The Tottenham game over the Hotspur is technically an Oakland Raiders home game. So Nick and, and all of our other listeners over there, uh, I better see you in silver and black. Uh, <laughs> if you need ideas, you know where to hit me up. Uh-huh. <clears throat> 
All right, Derek, before we get to uh, what's going on WWE-wise, let's talk a little bit about AEW. We haven't had a chance to okay. talk about what's going on with that company uh, since we uh, last chatted. Sure. Um, we got Double or Nothing coming up in three to four weeks. Uh, this year's been going by so fast. I can't believe it's going to be May already, you know? <laughs> it looks like four. Is it four weeks? Because it's May yeah, 25th. May 25th. So yeah, it's four, four weeks. Yeah, four yeah. weeks. A month from today, uh, double or nothing. MGM Grand Garden Arena. I think the last uh, wrestling show they did there was the WCW pay per view. Okay, if not mistaken. So, what's what's your just general thoughts about everything AEW? I know you're not fully dialed in with everything dirt sheet wise, and I think that's good for everybody's sanity these days. But uh, just in general, what's your thoughts about AEW as far as the brand and the matches they have now so far for uh, Double or Nothing? They made the big announcement that uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to fight Cody now at right. Double or Nothing. I saw what are your thoughts on that? You know, my initial reaction to everything is that competition is always good. Competition makes everything better. And I think with the momentum that AEW has going on, now the financial backing that they have going on, um, from the Jacksonville Jaguars owner and <clears throat> excuse me mm-hmm. and the brilliant wrestling minds up top with Cody and the young and you know yeah people knock them all the time oh yeah Cody and the young bucks the internet darlings they're very smart and they're good I mean I mean I think they're good performers I think they're very smart yeah. so I think this has the potential to work and it could be very 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 exciting with Kenny Omega coming in I think that could be good good for them as well the only problem that I see with this, and Josh, you actually, I didn't think about this, but Josh, you hit the nail on the head when we were talking about this off screen is <clears throat> what it's going to come down to now is how people watch wrestling content these days. You know, and I think, you know, AEW has got a television deal in place. I want to say they've got something going on with Turner Sports or they're in negotiation with Turner to yeah, get something on. going on right now. Right. You know, it's, and you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. Do you have to have a TV deal? Yes, of course you do. Because you have to, you have to be able to, uh, sell your products to not only the hardcore fans and AEW is probably going to be geared towards the more hardcore fans, you know, the people that want to see all that kind of good stuff. But at the same time, WWE strategy is they're attracting more towards kids because they want to rope in people that are going to be fans for the next 40, 50, 60 years. Right. More about, so, more I, about I think, marketing than the wrestling in the ring. Absolutely. And that's just, and honestly, that's a smart business move. I mean, this, like Vince didn't create a billion dollar company by being a moron. You yeah. know, he, he didn't reinvent the wheel. He just twisted it. That's what I always tell people. Like when I, when I go to schools and talk to them, it's, it's you're nobody, nobody's ever reinvented the wheel. You've just been able to like twist here and there in history and stuff like that. Absolutely. But the other thing that I think that is important about them getting a television deal is that means sponsorships. Sure. You know I mean, that I think is, is something else that's important where, mm-hmm. you know what? I think they could get over for a while with just a streaming service. There's a lot of people that would probably pay $9.99 a month just for AEW content and whatever that could be. They would just be like, well, they would almost do it just in a vindictive manner because that's what the internet is now, right? So it's like, you know what? Screw you, WWE. I'm going to give AEW my $9.99 a month. And you don't even, and, and I'm sure it would be because I want AEW to succeed very, very badly because. I think we could have something really fun going on, you know, between not that it would be competition. There'd be different styles. And I think if we recognize that we could have fun with both styles of wrestling, but I think that's where it comes in on the financial side of things too. You're getting some of that money back that you're putting out when you get those sponsorships in. And that's where I think WWE fans forget they can only go so far because then they start to lose sponsorships, you know, i.e. why they couldn't have the intergender match between Nia Jax and, and Dean Ambrose because they were about to lose some sponsors 
And, you know, the rumor is, is it was a very big sponsor. So, um, you know, money talks and, and, and when you're a budding company, it helps, you know, you have to, it, 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 it helps to show that people are investing in you just as you're investing in your own company. Of course. Right. Uh, but Josh, the, the, what do I know? Get, it's not get, like a business or anything. No, you know, you, you, what the hell, uh, again, if we, if you want to talk about business, my clipboard here says that I know business. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and by, you know, as, as the DOO, as the doo-doo, as I am sometimes referred to, you know, yes. it's, my job is to know business and to know money and all that kind of good stuff. That's why I'm here for money in the banks. But no, but no, Josh, I always say the, the, the big thing I want to say is that competition is good. I want AEW to be successful. I think it can right. be. It can fill a niche that wrestling fans feel that they're missing, you know, uh, with, with, again, the wrestling content versus the, the marketing content. So I want it to be successful. It's just uh, time will tell. Uh, it, it really is. But, but I'm going to give it a shot. I want to check it out. Um, and, I, again, I hope it's successful. I really do. I just think the people that are lusting for competition, we talked about this earlier, uh, yeah. Eric. Like the people that are lusting so much for the Monday Night Wars to come back, it's not – the competition of who's the better show. My thing is with the medium of television right now, you're not going to get that again. We talk about this so many times. There's so many hours throughout the week that you have to sit literally 68. Yeah. Sit in a certain place at a certain time throughout the week and watch just one thing. It's not that way anymore. You're not required to watch any of these shows live anymore. And a lot of, I think that goes over people's head is that the war is not necessarily, oh, who's more entertained, the NWO or Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was the actual ratings that were dictated the day after those shows were on air. And you're just not going to have that right now. I know this from going to school and how the Nielsen rating system works. You're not counting how many people are watching these shows on DVR or the streaming services that are out there these days. You're just not going to get that. So, of course, you want competition as far as who's going to push each other more to bring out better content. But, again, we're talking about subjective form of entertainment so you're having competition but at the end of the day it's all subjective you're not having a right or wrong whether aw's delivering more content that you want personally that doesn't mean that wwe is failing right because it's subjective both can succeed and i think everybody wants both i was just gonna say you're right both people want to succeed but again they have to make sure that the business model is structured properly um i I don't know if you guys have seen the nwo documentary on uh the wwe network but and and it's i mean and jj Dillon talks about this at length he says you know wcw was so focused on ratings but they didn't make any money in pay-per-view which is how the business is structured and but i think aew has enough intelligent minds from both a business side and a wrestling side yeah. that they can, they, they can cater to the market because if they want to be successful, they've got to do what the marketplace, uh, where they have to be where the marketplace is. And right now the marketplace is in streaming services and is in, you know, not having to watch, not having to watch TV at a certain time. It's, you can DVR it, watch it later. The only exceptions of course, in the wrestling world are pay-per-views. You know, you've got to, you know, by and large, people have got to watch pay-per-views when they happen because uh, I think I think I think a pay-per-view is. And if I'm way wrong on this, I, I um, take the blame for this. But pay-per-views remind me a lot of sporting events in that yeah. you know sporting events you got to watch them live because 
the regular programming is their weekly episodic shows. You know, you can watch, you can, if you miss a week, it's not the end of the, it's not the end of the world. You can get caught up on what happened the next week, but pay-per-view is the payoff of a lot of storylines. And it's, it's the build. It's like a sport. It's like a football game, you know, all week you you hype, you hype, you hype, you hype. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the event actually happens. So that's what I think. Josh, you were going to say something. Yeah, I, I watched the interview that Tony Khan did with a buddy of mine, uh, Chris Van Lee, who's been doing a lot of big wrestling uh, interviews recently. Awesome. I Chris, love I love Chris is a really good dude, by the way. I want to give a shout to uh, Mr. Van Vliet, uh, a native from Toronto, so he's also Canadian. <laughs> My man. Uh. <laughs> um, don't anyway, hold that against him. Anyways, you you guys know I've talked about you your papers there. <laughs> I'll, I'll slip you, you guys, a twenty afterwards, Adam. That's how, that's how we do business on the dark. You know, that's how the director of operations does business. The dark web. Yeah. We don't, listen, listen, directors of operations and COEOs, we don't do any business the right way. Come on now, anybody that thinks that people at the top do business the right way are dreaming. I mean, they we always do business the right way. <laughs> no, Adam and Josh. Can never okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys know that I talked about the only way that other wrestling companies are going to have actual sustainable success is forming their own identity, not just show wise, but business wise. And I think that's the biggest thing that Tony was talking about in this interview with uh, Chris. Like Chris asked, like, what's going to be the difference from Ring of Honor building uh, momentum or all these other companies, and then they just had this down period. Uh, Tony is like, we have, we need to have identity on all fronts because if we don't have our own personal identity of what AEW is, is a business <clears throat> model uh, from a distribution model for marketing, it's it's not going to mean anything in the long run. So I I, I agree with both of you guys. I I do hope that AW is successful uh, not only for what's coming up for uh, Double or Nothing, but to have a company like this that could be around for five to ten years down the road and it's sustainable for other people that could work in the business where you're a wrestler announcer uh people who do internet stuff uh article wise for their aew website anything like that i think that's a good thing that could happen down the road but uh before we're done with aew i just want to get your thoughts uh brother car what what matches are you excited for as far as double or nothing's concerned you know uh obviously the 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 two big ones, and I think they're the marquee ones, and this is going to be, you know, stock answer, but uh, mm-hmm. Cody versus Dustin is going to be great. And um, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be fantastic. Um, I, I don't get to watch Kenny Omega that often, again, just because, you know, you guys, I, I know, I know, uh, I feel bad about that. But, you know, like you guys say, you know, we only have a certain amount of time in a week where we can watch wrestling programming. And I just, unfortunately, I can't watch, you know, eight to 10 hours of wrestling a week as much as I would love to, or, but in some days I don't want to watch that much wrestling in a week, you know? Uh, so I just don't get to see Kenny Omega that often, but I, I want to check out AEW uh, all or nothing or, um, all or nothing, double or nothing. Sorry. Um, to see what it's all about. But those are the two that I'm most excited about. I know those are stock answers, but I think those are going to be great matches. You know, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this uh, hangman page um, Neville match. I, oh yeah. That's going to be great. Uh, and then, um, this is pretty cool. They're actually having the triple A, uh, tag team titles on the line. Young Bucks against Pentagon and Phoenix. That's going to be a sick match as well. And I saw that, that triple A, uh, event. Was that the highest rated triple A event ever? Yes. 5.4 million viewers. Longest, uh, wow. biggest rating they got since the nineties as far as a, uh, triple, triple A's, uh, 
um, business is concerned. So yeah, it's something, dope. something to think about with that, you know, there's numbers there and I don't want to say that that was all because of the young bucks, but I, it probably didn't hurt having the bucks there. So there is mainstream drawing power, you know, and I understand that's, you know, it's different because it's, it, yeah. you know, how it's being watched. But I think just to wrap up AEW conversations, I think one point that we both kind of, or that all three of us missed on that, that is important. One is that w- the still not really knowing the anticipation of what it could be, I think is adding on to the excitement um, because we don't know who the next big signing is. We don't know who, like my buddy or my boy here, if the villain's coming in or not, you know oh, what I mean? That'd be awesome. He's yeah. coming in. Eh, he's, it, it'll be there soon. Um, he's almost on a roller coaster. But he, uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I think that it really, really helps. I mean, yes, we know Omega, Cody, um, the Bucks, they're, Hangman, they're going to be like the, the main focal points. But when you bring in a guy like Chris Jericho, that solidifies a company, you know, um, because – then the casual fan goes, well, wait a minute. Why is Chris Jericho wrestling in this? Wait, this new, you know, and, and I hate to use this, but this new North American company, you know, because in North America, we do tend to focus on North American wrestling companies versus unfortunately like progress or new Japan pro, or, you know, not, I'm not saying, you know, we, we try to do as much as we can, but right. typically you're, you are still more regionally in, in the world than, you know, than you'd probably like to be. And I think when you bring in a guy like Chris Jericho, um, he has crossover mainstream appeal that not many guys have. I mean, you know, you can't bring the rock in, you can't bring Lesnar. I mean, you could, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, you absolutely could, but you know, being able to bring a guy like Chris Jericho in that you could argue is in top five all time. Um, that I think is a huge asset to them. Um, because that shows that there's, um, that there's somebody that's been around the business long enough to know when something could work is putting is, is, you know, really kind of in a way, I don't want to say severed his ties because it's all good with him in WWE still, mm-hmm. but for all intents and purposes, again, he could have completely ruined his relationship with WWE, you know? Right. And so well, this is kind of a big, and I mean, not as big a risk for him because he's got so much else going on and he's his own entrepreneur and stuff. But, you know, I just think that that does add a lot of validity to a company that was a bunch of budding young stars. You put that veteran like superstar in there. That really mm-hmm. helps. Well, and they, you know, to go with the superstars, they also have JR too, which is going to be a huge, oh, that's yeah. huge that they got him though. Um, so I guess, let me ask you guys this. Uh, so I was thinking about this too. Do we think that with AEW, that it's going to be one of those that because it's being hyped so much, it's going to live up to the hype. And the reason I ask that is because there's a lot of people um, that, you know, like uh, think about a lot of times when people come from NXT to WWE, their hype is just through the roof. And then when they get there, that first pop is amazing. And it's just like, yes, they're here. And then within a few weeks, it's like, oh, meh. They should have stayed in the next year. They should have done whatever. So do you guys think with AEW is going to be one of those things where the hype is just so, I mean, because the hype right now is unbelievable. And I think WWE might be scared because, uh, you know, Undertaker and Kurt Angle were both pulled from their StarCast appearance, which was going to be uh, in conjunction with the AEW event. Like they, they were happening in the same city at the same time. And there was going to potentially be some cross promotion there. I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm reading. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but do you think that the hype of AEW is going to be, it's going to live up to the hype. 
I, I certainly hope so. I'm, I'm like 60-40 at this point, if you want my honest opinion. Uh, I remember when Omega and Okada started having that rivalry and everybody was drooling over every New Japan pay-per-view that was going on at that time period. I could see that a little bit for the first couple AEW shows. But it just depends where things go. Do people get salty when Jericho's not on regular television? Once they get their show going on, or he's not on all the pay-per-views, because he's talked about in this podcast, he's like, he's not doing 52 weeks of television anymore. He's not going to be doing every single show. So, of course, we don't know what show they're going to be on each week or when they're going to be on. They don't even have house show events announced yet or anything like that. But I'm, 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 I'm going to give it time because I want this to succeed. And um, I'm sure the wrestlers are going to make the shows entertaining, but you never know. I, I, Dan Bryce says this a lot. We're in the fickle era. Honestly, we're in, a, <laughs> we're in the fickle era. You can't appease anybody no. these days because one moment you're drooling over something, and next you're bearing it. Because I think you brought up a great point, Brother Carter. I really do. Thank you. That's why, that's why they pay me the big bucks. As director right, of on my end with that, um, uh, here, here's what I think about if AEW is going to be successful or not. It really depends on what it's, – it's such a subjective question. I don't really think that you can have a correct answer or even a reasonable answer because how will we define success? I mean if we're yeah. – if we think that they're going to overtake the evil empire in WWE and blah, 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 I mean it's, it's – you're, you're not overnight going to start being you know, a publicly traded company that's sharing for $75, $80, $80 a share on the stock market. That's not what is going to be considered a success with AEW. I think what it's going to be is sustainability. I think what it's going to be is entertainment level and knowing that they are hitting their target audience. I think they know that they want to bring everybody in. They want to bring in wrestling fans that they feel they couldn't. Listen, I know that there's some there's some wrestling fans that probably just still feel uncomfortable at WWE events because in a way it's like you're either and this isn't WWE's fault, but you you are trapped some kind sometimes with you know in between either a lot of machismo or it is a very very overly friendly family environment, which is the overly friendly family environment is what it's supposed to be. The super machismo fans and stuff like that, and AEW fans as much as I hate to say it, are the people that want to see. It, it is more of that sub subculture where you know everybody kind of. It's more of the fun atmosphere. It's more the hardcore fans. It's not you don't get the hardcore fan attacking a casual fan. You know that that kind of deal. Right. So I think for AEW, in my opinion, to be successful is if they can get a product that's on television that's entertaining to its target audience and it's making money. Um, yeah, that's it. That's a success. I think it's already a success. You know, I mean, we're sitting here talking about it on this Rinky Dink podcast. You know what I mean? Um, right. How many other? And, and when you really look, like it's a lot of times it's a trending topic. You look at when they're, you know, it, they're, it's it's to talk in a way of the wrestling world with Becky Lynch, with the women's division. With, I mean, you know, so the wrestling conversation is in such so many good different ways right now. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a success, even though it's subjective into what people want it to be. But I think it's already been successful, in my opinion. Um, speaking of things that could use big time stars to get more attention for their company, um, Impact Wrestling's having their next pay per view. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you were. I knew that's where you were about to go. <laughs> um, Impact is having their pay per view Rebellion uh, coming up this Sunday uh, for the Rebel Entertainment Complex in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, Brother Carr, you've been asking me: Is there any matches 
that are worth watching on this pay-per-view. And I dread that I transcribe the show every Friday nights. Yeah, uh, but you're, you're you a better man do, than I. You got to do what you got to do to make some money, right? I feel you, buddy. <laughs> I, listen, pay, uh, paying your dues, man. I'm sorry. I, I will say um, I did watch Homecoming, and that was three hours of my life I am never going to get back. I mean, it was- You know what sucks about that, though? Homecoming was supposed to be this big deal because they were going back to the asylum. I know. And I read about it. I was like, oh, there's some... You know, I mean, because I think Johnny Impact was facing... Was he facing Brian Cage that night, or is that... that no. Yes, he was. Well, yeah, but, and, 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 but they're rematching at Rebellion. Is that correct? Yeah. They had this stupid thing because Johnny Impact was on one of the recent uh, seasons of Survivor or whatever on right. CBS. Right. And his Survivor friends cost Brian Cage the title. Man. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually watch Survivor. It's actually it's one of the things that uh, my parents and I like to watch. You know, it's the thing. But I like – yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and my parents are asking me about that. They're like, hey, so do you know this John wrestling guy? I was like, yeah. He's the, the the Sultan of Slamtown, man. The mayor of Slamtown. I'm sorry. He's the mayor of Slamtown. <laughs> um, but, um, but no, by the yeah. way, best part of Impact Wrestling by far is the smoke show, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. Oh. By far. Not, not even a question about that. Um, anyways, here we go. There's, the cool thing about this preview that there's only five matches announced so far, so I guess that's a good start right there. Uh-huh. Um, Gail Kim is having her final wrestling match this Sunday against Tessa Blanchard. That's going to be a one-on-one match. Um, I think it'll be interesting. This one, Rich Juan against Sammy Callahan for the X Division Championship. That'll be good. Uh, Ty Valkyrie is fighting uh, a woman who I think is getting a lot of steam and momentum, uh, Jordan Grace. Uh, she was in uh, All In. She uh, she was in the cozy segments of the uh, Over the Budget Battle Royal for the original All In pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, but Jordan Grace is uh, one of the bigger stars at Impact now. Um, this other one, Lucha Brothers against LAX. This could be a full metal mayhem match for the Impact World Tag Team titles. And then again, the main event. Here's the caveat. And I was telling Derek about this on the phone earlier today. Brian Cage against Johnny Impact for the world title with Lance Storm, if I can be serious for a moment, uh, as a special guest uh, referee. No. So, why? Yeah. <laughs> I love Lance Storm. One of my buddies graduated from the from the Storm uh, the Storm Wrestling Academy up there and is doing pretty well here in the Pittsburgh area right now. Shout out to R.C. Dupree. Download him on Xbox and PlayStation if you have 2K. He's available on both, and it's amazing. Download him. <laughs> He's the eccentric artist, and you never sleep on Dupree. Never sleep on the cheap plugs. I'm going to be doing cheap plugs for Roy Johnson later too. So don't, yes. don't worry about didn't it. Didn't you? Didn't you just do a cheap plug by by cheap plugging your cheap plug? Isn't that a cheap plug in itself? No, but thanks for doing my job for me. I got you, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I got to pick up the slack, man. That's what I do. As any of the matches I just announced catch any of your guys' attention so far? No, I you know what I was thinking. Got a chance to watch the storylines or anything like that, but at least match wise, anything that stand out to you? I mean, I was, the whole time I was thinking, I, I, I wonder if Derek saw All In, but go ahead, Derek. Actually, I did not see All In. Um, I I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Rich Swan. Oh, okay. I, I have a feeling I just walked into something there. Anyways. Uh, you know, it's good this, to be back. It's good to be back. This, the unfortunate part, though, is that, like, these men and women are, are busting their backsides. I know. You know what I mean? And, and sure. it's not – it's not – you know, I hate to say it's not their fault that, you know, 
But what is I, I'll admit, I didn't even know impact was still a thing. You know, I mean, Joe, when Josh and I talk, I, I know that impact's a thing when he brings it up, when he's transcribing stuff like that. But other than that, e, I, right. I would have had no idea that it was even still a company. And that's not on the talent that's there by no, any stretch. I mean, they can only do so much, you know, and I don't, I don't go on social media, so I don't see, you know, or whatever, like who's sharing what, whatever, whatever, whatever. So when, you know, when you're out of that loop, that social media bubble, like, you know, we always talk about, you really have no way of knowing what impact is or who's there or it's where to find it, where to, you know, and that's not on the talent. So I, that's why I feel bad. Like when we laugh, like at the, at the you know, thing, cause it's like, well, we don't, we haven't seen the storylines. We don't know. But at the same time, without any buildup, without any, you know, any something somewhere, you would have thought you, there'd be a banner on something that would come up, you know, right. Jesus, I'm already getting like uh pro wrestling T a, uh, AEW banners on stuff. You know what I mean? Instead of mm-hmm. WWE, you know, on different websites and stuff. So, um, they need to do a better job. I think of, of helping to market the talent that's there. Yes, sir. I mean, I, for this matches, I mean, I always liked rich Swan when he was on two Oh five live. I think he's a great wrestler. So that match should be a good one. Um, I mean, Gail Kim and Tessa Blanchard, that'll be great. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. saw it. I believe I read an interview that Gail Kim said that Impact's creative was better than WWE's creative. So just just see if you can find that interview. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see if I can find I, that. Interview. I know in wrestling they always say card is subject to change. I don't know if opinions are uh, subject to change. Yeah. Time. So um, I, I will say uh, at Homecoming I did get to see uh, Pentagon uh, and. Yeah, I got to see Pentagon against uh, Phoenix Jr. against LAX. That was actually a good match. Pentagon and Phoenix Jr.—they're great. So yeah. that is so that that's going to be exciting. I may watch it because I'm sure I can find it in a, a legal stream somewhere. Again, as director of operations, I have access to. Hey man, we keep information. It uh, I, I have a- <laughs> oh, is it? No, no. I said you mean a stream, not an illegal stream. A stream. Oh, I, I stream. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I. I it would be my guess. Yeah, sorry. Uh, if we can, uh, yeah. Well, again, I, I have access to uh, to uh, information that most people don't. So, no, it is, it's illegal. It's a complete stream. Yes. What are you when talking you're about? When you're director of operations, you, you know, I mean, you, it comes with certain benefits. Again. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But so, I'm, I'm, I may check it out. We'll see. All right. Now, as opposed to our previous platforms that we've done shows before, we're not going to break down everything that happened on Raw or SmackDown this week. But uh, since we have Burkhardt here, I, I want to get your thoughts and Adam's thoughts. Of, you know, we're getting adjusted now to the um, Superstar Shakeup for 2019. Get a little ju- uh, adjusted to the characters on both Raw and SmackDown, switching spots now. I have something in particular I want to talk about uh, right off the bat. Um, the real Kevin Owens showed up uh, this past <laughs> Tuesday night in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, is no longer the big O. Uh, laid out Kofi <laughs> Kingston. Um, I put this out on Twitter the other day. Kevin Owens never forgets. He may not be the most uh, trustworthy person in the world, but he doesn't forget uh, who done him wrong. And think about this. Kofi Mania took away KO Mania for his own family. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting when Kevin Owens is like, I hope your family had fun. <laughs> I hope your family had fun. And he's all about being the prize fighter and being the family dude. So I loved it. Uh, it it's not something that surprised me or anything like that. But Kevin Owens is the freaking man. I love it. What did you guys think about the Kevin Owens turn on SmackDown this week? I loved it. It was. It was. That was. I. I, I, I knew it was going to happen at some point. I mean, you know, Kevin Owens. I tried to buy into Kevin Owens as a face, and it's just 
he was doing fine. And I was like, oh, that's funny. It's, uh, but Kevin Owens is a way better heel than he is a face. And so I was so happy to see him back as that. Um, I think him and Kofi is going to be a great match at Money in the Bank. I know it's not confirmed, but I have to assume that that's going to be yeah, happening. It'll happen. <clears throat> yeah, they'll have that eventually. Um, but no, I'm, I was very, very happy when that happened. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought they were going to draw it out a little bit more, maybe one more week or two more weeks. Uh, but again, I was happy when it happened and, uh, glad to see the heel Kevin Owens back. That was, that was exactly what needed to happen. A plus Adam. Yeah. When we started a show, uh, first thing I said was oh, Owens is turning tonight. And it was, it was just one of those where I looked at it this way. What's the best way. And, and, and this is where we fall for WWE mind games and then get upset about it. He wasn't getting booed in his hometown. At all. I mean, he's, Kevin Owens is never going to get booed in his hometown, right? Last yeah. week, they were in his hometown, so put him in New Day for the night. <laughs> Drag it out an extra week, make fans think this might be a weekly thing, boom. You just pull the rug out from underneath them. And that's, that was the great, again, that's, that's, that's the, the catch and grab, the, that, that's, that's writing 101. That, and that's quick, too. I mean, that's like the easiest, like when it comes to, that's the easiest turn ever uh, to even like just write out. So um, I think that that was, that was definitely so that, um, he got the hometown popped it. Owens, in a way, and I actually liked Owens' uh, work as, as I guess, baby faces, were, you know, if we're, mm-hmm. if we're using that term. But um, I thought that he's a charismatic dude no matter where you look at it. But there is just something intense about when he's Kevin Owens. When you know KO is there and, and, and he's back and he has that look in his eyes, that's when you know it's, oh, no. Oh, mm-hmm. no. So, um, I, and, and it was it was coming. It was coming, and this makes sense. And, and I think this is going to tie into Biggie coming in, you know, coming back later on after his torn meniscus, because I think that's only what like a four to six week rehab or something. So yeah, something like that. So I mean, he'll be back by either the pay per view, if not before, he can get tied into the storylines somehow. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we all should have seen this a million times coming. Never trust Kevin Owens. Right now, did you think that this happened because did the WWE? Was this their plan all along, or did they have to do? Uh, a, they had to quickly uh, change their plans once Daniel Bryan got injured. Because I would have to assume that Daniel Bryan was going to be facing Kofi Kingston one more time at Money in the Bank for their rematch. Uh, because WWE does like to, even though they say that the rematch policy is no longer in place, they were going to have one more match. I mean, there's Probably. no no doubt about it. So, is, was this a reaction to Daniel Bryan getting hurt and or Big E getting hurt? I just think it's a case of circumstances uh, in this situation. And I think a lot of time the bubble likes to whine about continuity and this type of stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, like Kevin Owens didn't forget the fact that he should have been fighting for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania and not Kofi Kingston. So I'm glad that they're actually bringing that to the table now. Uh, and I'm sure Owens will bring it up when he cuts his promos next week and that and, and more stuff will be built along the way. But uh, there's always these cases of circumstances because uh, you never know who's going to be injured, who's getting suspended for uh, <laughs> PED tests. So uh, when it comes to storylines and title grudge feuds, uh, that, that could always happen. I'm just learning that Dana Bryan's injured. So who knew? Um, you know what? I don't – I think that sometimes, like you know, yeah, thing of circumstance. But, you know, what's Triple H say? You always have a plan B, right? Yes. So I think, you know, just in case the seeds were already kind of being planted for this feud anyway, you know, maybe down the line, um, maybe it just accelerated it a little bit more. Um, it, it all fell in line with, you know, it all fell in line with 
the uh, with the injury. It all fell in line with, I guess, Daniel Bryan's injury. Fought, you know, there's there's a lot of things that kind of lined up. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just no matter how we look at it, I think we still got a great moment, a great couple weeks of moments out of Kevin Owens and the reintroduction into who Kevin Owens is. Right. As my dog is just going crazy right now. That's all right. Um, but but I think that. Oh wait, I can turn my camera back on. But um, but yeah, as far as that goes, I think that's where that's where. And and listen, this is the Kevin Owens we all missed, right? This is the Kevin Owens we're all ready for. Yes. And I, as as far as I'm concerned, this the, to me, I mean, this is the internet's reaction. I know what I'm going to get. That's why I'm rolling my eyes. But the internet's reaction is always so feeling based first, thought process last, and. Yes. The feeling aspect of this is, oh, but Kofi needs to have the title longer. If he runs it till Money in the Bank, that's a two month reign for him. You know, it's it's. I mean, I'm not saying that he has to drop the title because he doesn't necessarily even have to. I don't. You know, I, I would like to see Kofi run with it maybe till SummerSlam, maybe till you know. But it, just having the championship already is like that's what I think where it gets lost in translation. But now it's funny because we get Kevin Owens back that everybody wanted, and this is where WWE always wins in the end. You get KO back that the, the, the fans have wanted. But now because he, he's against Kofi, what do we do? Which way do we go? Right. Which right. way do we go, right? And that's how WWE has acted. I think they've done a better job of this than given credit for over the past year, year and a half now, of matching up talent, uh, men and women, you know, uh, in the division where they're playing the internet against themselves or the casual fan against the internet fan. And it's worked out beautifully. And I think that they've, you know, sometimes it hasn't, they've had their missteps and mishaps and whatever, but, um, I really do think they've done a good job of kind of pitting fans against each other to cure, you know, to keep Twitter going crazy in the cesspool that it it is. All right, yeah. really, really quick, because I want to get to the Firefly Funhouse in a couple of seconds. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, this couple of highlights from the shows this week for me personally, I thought the Usos and the Revival uh, little thing they had backstage, I thought that's pretty cool. Those guys are going to tear it up as far as tag matches are concerned, so I'm excited for that. Um, Becky Two Belts, uh, living to her moniker, she's going to have two title matches at Money in the Bank. This is the first time a champion Defender championship twice since Seth Rollins at the Night of Champions uh, pay per view, where unfortunately Sting's career uh, ended. Um, uh, Seth Rollins fight John Cena for the U.S. title, and then the main event was uh, Rollins and Sting for the WWE title. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. I think Lacey Evans has been doing a great job yes. so far in her uh, build up for this pay per view, and um, the promo that went down on SmackDown with her, Charlotte, and Bailey. I thought that went really well, too. Becky's like, you're like the short, basically the short web that can't be untangled for me because imagine it keeps giving you title shot after title shot after title shot. And then ba- I thought Bailey did a really good job as far as her role in that segment. So what, what did you guys think about that? Okay. Go ahead, bro. Uh, okay, so um, a couple things. One, um, Jimmy Uso taking a shot at him being in jail. I don't know if you remember that was yeah, hilarious. I, I don't know if you guys yeah. picked up on that. That was great. That was what awesome. happened. Like when he took it. Like so, you know, Jimmy got arrested about a month ago. Uh, yeah. So he got, he got arrested for a DUI, and in his promo, he said, "You better wake up, or you might end up in jail." Like he's, oh, okay. he, he, he took a shot at himself, and I was like, "Oh, that's really brilliant. That's well good, though. Yeah. See, yeah. that's that's good. That's where you just you dress it, boom, and move on. It's exactly. Perfect. And it was great. The, the crowd laughed. Oh, I see what you did. So that was great. Um, let's see uh, what else. Uh, Lacey Evans has been outstanding. That was, I mean, she has been great. 
Um, I think her buildup uh, has been perfect. Her just coming out and kind of annoying everybody. But in fact, us, I mean, I think it's been hilarious when she just comes out, does a little segment, walks around. Corey Graves, <laughs> you know, has his moment like he always does. Uh, and he should. And he <laughs> absolutely. Wait, why? You hold issue with Graves? No. I, no, Graves is a national treasure. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. And, no, and, are you and, kidding? Corey Graves is a national treasure. And you know where he's from, right? He's from Pittsburgh, PA, baby. You're, 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 yes, thank you. Thank I got you. you. Listen, I got you, man. I got you. I got you. Make sure. Because he is not only a national treasure, I'd like to think of him as a universal treasure. Uh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. But uh, no, 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 no. no. I, love, I love Corey Drake. So but anyway, so no, that, was, that part has been, has been terrific. Uh, what else uh, did we talk about? My, my, my well, like, what else from the week of wrestling stood out to you guys? Like, what, what what did you like from Raw or SmackDown this week? I'm honestly, I'm confused on where everybody is because, like, after the shakeup, they were on one show, and then well, the next week the later, they were on a different show, and I'm like, oh, what, where is everybody now? But um, yeah. so uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, I like Roman Reigns on SmackDown. I think it gives him a new opportunity for some new feuds. I know people were like, oh, he's not on the main brand or whatever. More, I think that that's terrific. Um, so I'm really happy about that. Uh, let's see. Trying to think what else. Um, there's just some new – I think that the talent rosters on both shows are so fantastic. You know, there's so much talent on both shows. It's going to be tough to find a bad matchup because both the rosters are so good. Um, Sami Zayn is killing it right now. Sami Zayn, since his return, has been unbelievable. He's just – Josh, I know you hate his theme music, but Sami Zayn, he's been absolutely outstanding. So I, I thought both shows have been excellent this week. I'm glad Josh finally knows what skanking is. So, <laughs> And you like – no, see, because you don't – do you know what skanking is? No, but please enlighten me. Then you don't listen to the great Corey Graves. You do not listen to Reverend Graves. You do not hear the gospel that is being spoken to you on a weekly basis. The <laughs> Reverend Corey Graves spelled it out to you that you, you, and you should know you're of my age, man. You, you're of our age. You should know this. Uh-huh. Skanking is ska dancing, like when you're dancing to ska music. Oh, Same ska okay. Music. Yeah. All right. All, I got like, you. all the dancing that he's doing that everybody goes, why is he moving around like that? That's skanking. I see. Okay. Oh, damn it. Come on, man. <laughs> You're the director of operations. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, and you I'll, look like in the mid-90s you wore checkerboard shoes and a weird fedora. So. You shut the hell up. I, did, I have never <laughs> worn a fedora in my life, you son of a bitch. No. I – please. No, I was the kid – okay, I'm going to embarrass myself on, oh, here we go. on a worldwide audience, so it's going to be fine. When I was in high school, I was the kid that tucked his T-shirts in. And didn't wear a belt, so that was that was the kind of kid I was. That that, that doesn't surprise any of us. No. <laughs> so, but that's not at all. <laughs> None of us. Derek, are you sure they didn't? Uh, you sure WWE didn't contact you for the Firefly Funhouse, like to even play a role? In- you know, I, I did. You know, they did, but um, I felt like the negotiations kind of fell through in the middle of it when he wanted Bray Wyatt wanted to chop up. Uh, he wanted to use a chainsaw on a full blown car boat of myself, and I was like, no, we can't have that. So, let me just say this before I uh, bring up the bad tweets because that is a feature we bring here on the podcast. Oh, good. Horrible, horrible tweets <laughs> that just make absolutely no sense. In are, the, mine, uh, are some of mine out there? Please make sure none of mine are out there because that would be. We don't cool. know. I, don't, I, I tell them not to tell me who they're from. That way I yeah. can just react, and that, that way people don't think it's about them or shots they're or something. All confidential. Yeah. All oh, confidential. good. Um, uh, I'll say this though. Look at any Twitter thread during any live Raw or SmackDown. You you'll start losing IQs when it comes to. <laughs> explanation of why people feel about certain feuds or whatever. I'm just saying that. I'm just keeping it 100 here. Anyways, um, the Firefly Funhouse 
Wait, before we attach it, let me let real quick thing about Raw, because um, I want to get into the fun house. Um, All right, good, bro. <laughs> to, I wanted to piggyback off of something that, uh, that Derek said. Lacey Evans absolutely is working because I, I, I tell you what, this whole the woman versus the man thing is yes. it, it, that writes its own story. Um, I love, I love that it's called the woman's right. You know what I mean? Or a woman's right as her finisher. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, and I'll admit her character grew on me and it grew on me because my daughter just wouldn't let it like she, my daughter's a huge Lacey Evans fan now. So she's like, and I'm, she's still a bigger Becky fan, but she loves it because of the whole, like, you know, she, like the whole class up the joint, like it's the woman kind of aspect, but she also does not like being told that men are better than women. So like the genderless moniker of the man, because it is a genderless moniker, get over it, man, yeah. just stop it like that. You know, so in a way my daughter's getting the best of both worlds on what she likes, like, you know, a strong, a strong female that, that presence that, that is proud to be this female presence, not saying Becky Lynch isn't, but Becky's mm-hmm. saying I, I transcend gender. I'm the man. And right. I think that's something that when you take those two elements into to effect and we're looking at heel face, it doesn't matter. These are, these are, are positive influences for young girl, men and women. It doesn't, you know, young boys and girls, it doesn't really matter, but this is a cool way of looking at this storyline instead of, oh, she's getting a match already. Yeah. It kind of writes itself. Who cares? I mean, we, we, we knew she was going to get a match from the moment she started doing those vignettes and just coming out week after week after week because it was working. The crowd. Look, Triple H has said it too. All you have to do is get yourself over. It doesn't yeah. matter what you have to do is just do whatever you have to do to get yourself over. Right. And Lacey Evans in that simple, those simple one minute struts for three months got herself over because the crowd was, look, it, as long as you get a reaction, that's all that matters. How many times have we said this on this, on these programs? As long as you get a reaction, it's going to work. And Lacey Evans has got a reaction. Um, one, one other thing I will say, um, uh, from, and it's actually from SmackDown this week is, um, I am so glad uh, to see Bailey starting to come out of her shell a little bit and be a little bit more of that tough edge. That was fantastic. I think her being away from Sasha is going to be great for her career. And uh-oh. even even Piper agrees here. Um, Thanks, Piper. Appreciate that, buddy. But uh, yeah, no more, more Bailey like that. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we need more of that. And Bailey being away from Sasha and doing her own thing is is absolutely what she needs for her career. I think that that's terrific. And if we never see Sasha again, it wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> that's what i'm not i'm staying out of that because i i, I just i'm staying out of the debate i wish everyone success of course no i i we don't need to get into it let's 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 move on <laughs> as i disappear why, why, why sasha said i i heard sasha's a set because hump day is not called boss day <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right. Anyways, uh, let's get to the Firefly Funhouse. Let's actually have some fun right now. Oh my god! By the way, if you were—I hate using the word "if," I really do because I don't deal with what ifs. If my mother had balls, she'd be my father. Okay, that's how I feel about the word "if." Mm-hmm. So it there's is a lot of ways that that's wrong in 2019, which is so weird to think about, right? Because <laughs> it's a harmless joke, but there's a lot of people that would take offense to that. No, I don't. I don't think, and my daughter wouldn't. Not to that. I mean, but. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's such a crazy thing to think. Even that joke now in 2019, people would consider, wow, it's weird. Yeah. Anyways, um, Firefly Funhouse, anybody that was ripping the New Day when they first started or uh, Joey Ryan in the beginning of his, uh, <laughs> his particular character, 
I'm just saying this. Give the guy a chance. Let's give this chance. How many times have we cried, moaning, bitch, and all these podcasts about, oh, they don't do anything creative. They don't try anything out of the box. By the way, he has that little uh, dragon, I don't know, pterodactyl thing coming out of a box. But, um, <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm giving this shit. I'm not saying that I'm in love or it's the greatest thing ever. I, I'm intrigued though. <laughs> I'm intrigued though. I, I, I really digged it on Monday. Um, there were, of course, a parade of burials for the segment before it was even over. And that's the one thing I hate about wrestling Twitter is that they'll bury a segment before it's even over. Cause you're losing context of what the purpose of the segment was. Cause you're too busy being the hot take artist. Oh, I gotta get this out so I get a million retweets. You're just playing yourself, man. Just Look, like here's- DJ Cow says all time you're playing yourself. You know what? Let me let me deal with this one first, Derek, if you don't mind, just because um, I fancy myself with characters like Dexter Morgan and Patrick Bateman and and Joker and the like and stuff like that. So let me take where where I think this character is going to not see the symbolism in that this isn't going to be the quote unquote kid friendly character. I mean, they're they're playing off of it, you know, but I mean, his his gloves say harm and uh, harm and heal. Mm -hmm. And every time things it, it looks like it's about to get real the harm comes up, you know what I mean? And he kept putting that up. So I think there's going to be something really, we've been looking for a way. I don't want to say we, I I think all of us want Bray Wyatt to be a mega star because we know how talented he is, how charismatic. I will say this when he kind of toned down his, his voice a little bit and he wasn't as like Bray Wyatt. Well, that was terrible. That sounded like Vince, but, um, (laughs) but how much did he sound like his brother, Bo? Yes. Wasn't it crazy, right? Like, okay, so anyway, but all of that aside, um, <laughs> I think that, okay, so we know that he's great when it comes to playing these twisted characters that can, that are like the, the, um, mind puzzling what kind of is going on with, you know, and, and we need those characters, right? Like the Undertaker's leaving or is really not there anymore. The demon gimmick, like we said, it has to be used in moderation, can't really be overused. Um, I like what they're doing with Aleister Black um, because he's still kind of an enigma question mark. We don't really know what's right. going on with him. Um, but I think that right now with Bray, are they making it over campy? And, yeah, they're trying to turn you off of what's about to happen because uh, who was it was the killer clown? Was it Ted Bundy? Was Bundy the clown? I don't know. I wasn't born to I don't know. Ted Gein, Wisconsin, sixties. I'm I'm mixing up all my all my Patrick Bateman references from American Psycho here. But um, but my point is is that what they're I think trying to uh, nobody you know when you watch these documentaries I do think it was I don't know whoever was the killer clown um, I think it was Ted Bundy um, nobody in a million years thought would have thought you know what I mean right I'm not saying that's where they're going with Bray but this reminded me of Pee Wee's Playhouse met Blues Clues but kind of met a quasi acid trip. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the, the horror show, even though it looks like the, it's a fun house. There can also remember, uh, fun houses are also sometimes in scary horror homes too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's something that we need to take into consideration before we see the final product. And I'm only saying that because I remember Brodus Clay was going to be a big monster. Then all of a sudden he came out and was shucking and jiving with the pterodactyl (laughs) or the funkodactyls. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess that's why I want to see, but I'm, I'm pulling for Bray in this character, man, because I think if they do, if, and I want to say if they do it right, but I mean, if, if this catches on, this could be something really, really cool that I think wrestling fans like it. Like we like these twisted, demented characters that kind of bridge reality a little bit and like borderline insanity. 
but it just always feels sometimes either forced or tacky or cheesy or, you know, um, Bray's the type of guy that can make it feel natural. And I think really, really sell it. So I hope I, whatever is going on, I'm, I'm already looking forward to like next week. Now that we really kind of know what's going on or think we know what's going on. And here's the cool thing about Bruce Pritchard being back with the company. He was really big on the early mankind vignettes. He was producing that uh, in the uh, early before the ads there started, and especially the Kane vignettes. Actually, Bruce Pritchard came up with the character of Kane to go against the Undertaker. And I, with you're no son of mine. <laughs> with Bruce Pritchard now being back there to help produce these vignettes, I, I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes. Actually, I, I, I Derek, you heard me say this before. I really feel like Bray could be this era's Mick Foley as far as adapting to different characters and making the best out of whatever situation he's yeah. in. So I, I'm I'm very excited to see where this goes. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I think this is just psychotic enough to work. This reminds me, and this is this is probably be a very obscure reference, and I don't know if any of your viewers are going to get this, but I don't. Has any of you guys played the computer game Max Payne? Are you familiar with it? I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Max Payne is this. It's this film noir type uh, detective who gets you know his I like like, noir aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like he's like a film noir kind. Of, he tells a story, you know, kind of that aspect of it. Um, but in this, and the bad guys. Um, they like this character called Captain Baseball Bat Boy. And they try to, you know, he's like, they use him as a metaphor for, you know, he's this fun, limey cartoon character, but, you know, baseball bats and they beat their victims and all that kind of good stuff. Well, in the second game, uh, the, 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 there's Max Payne is the main character and then there's the, the, the female, but she's named Mona Sachs and she's an assassin as well. Well, she's got a fun house as a part of her where she lives and all that kind of good stuff. And it's, it's trippy. Like she lures bad guys in there and she, and she kills them and all that kind of good stuff. And so it's, this kind of reminded me of of that for some like it's 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 a psych- it's a fun house but it's a psychotic fun house where you're going to come and life's going to be bad for you you're going to die oh, <laughs> and I, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of that i know that's a very obscure reference i don't know if anybody if anybody hey, it didn't throw back thursday it's true that's true but um, no i i think this bray wyatt character this like uh, adam you're right this could be unbelievably successful like it could blur reality a little bit and like it's, it's different you know, like I, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this when they started the puppet vignettes. You're like, well, this has to be Bray Wyatt, right? And then Bray Wyatt, you know, he's going to come back as a puppet master or whatever. But like, it's completely like he's now in the light. You know, all the Bray Wyatt stuff was in the dark. You know, it's but now this is a complete 180 where he doesn't have his hat anymore. You know, it's That's hey, cool. kids, look at me. So it's he's still psychotic, but it's completely which shows the versatility of what he can do. How great of a character he is. I mean, I know these are things, but it almost went from cult leader to to, to evangelical preacher. Right. It but, really did. It went from the darkness to the light, but he's still, it's going to be the same message, the same twisted message. And I think in a way it's going to show how a lot of times it's not even the, like the messenger doesn't matter. Sometimes the message stays the same. We just perceive the message to be different because of the messenger. You know what I but, mean? But, but I want to see how he's going to make his entrance because if it's the Firefly Funhouse, Firefly Funhouse, but yeah. the Firefly has only come out when it's dark, but this character is light. He's shown in the light, you know, and happiness and sunshine and animals and stuff like that. So this entrance could be amazing. I, I can't wait. This is going to be terrific. I'm looking forward to the premise. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And what, okay, so what is this? You, know you know who needs to take a trip to the fun house? And I love this dude. I just think he will work well with the segments. I think Barrett Corbin taking a trip <laughs> to the fun oh, house. I, I think that if he's well, okay, so th- this <laughs> like leads that. to my next question is then, so Bray Wyatt, uh, have they established which brand he's going to be on yet? He's on, 
Because they, they air the promos yeah. on both Raw and SmackDown. Well, so do we know what which... the commentators have been saying that the McMahon family said that the shakeup is year round, like so they could make decisions if they want to make trades or whatever stuff like that. You know, uh, I think I, this is a Raw gimmick. I, I really do. I really feel like this is Raw. If this is something where they want to make that switch for SmackDown because Fox wants more edgier content and you could add more layers to this thing, then you could be on SmackDown. I don't have a preference to be on to be honest with you at the end of the day, but I think, I think Bray's going to be on Raw for him. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, then if he's on Raw, then who is his first, um, her, who's his first feud? Oh, I think we're getting way too deep into the woods now, right? Let's see some more like vignettes first. Yeah, let's, let's, get a couple more vignettes. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get a little bit more because we really have, I mean, we could really build this to Money in the Bank and he could be a Money in the Bank entrant. And, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, so this could be something where we just have these small little things, and maybe the week before Money in the Bank, he is his first TV appearance, or they wait until Money in the Bank, you know, and he comes back as the sinister Bray Wyatt that had everybody full, you know. I mean, who knows what they can do with it? I noticed, you know, the haircut was different, the beard shorter, stuff like that. And he did say he's never going back to that slob Bray Wyatt, quote unquote. So, and he kind of cut him in half. So that, um, I, I, I just, I'm very interested to see because it's, I almost feel like. My fear of this again is they're going to, I don't, he might just be too good at the character to where people might, it might go over their heads. You know what I mean? I, I, I truly believe that Bray is so good at what he does. Like uh, the, the old Bray Wyatt character with the Wyatt family and, 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 and the promos where you didn't know whether he was uh, possessed, whether, whether, whether he was just a cult leader, whether he was just, uh, just a charismatic leader, right? You know, you really never knew. And they kind of fluctuated in and out of so many different things, but he's charismatic enough to carry all of these, all like anything they want him to do. So I I want to see this play out like for six weeks and kind of I actually wouldn't mind if they just Ooh. keep doing it over and over again. God, uh, I know they're the tag champions and I know they're the greatest uh, tag team in all space and time. But think about this role reversal now. This is the perfect time for the heel broken Matt Hardy again <laughs> with, with the Funhouse of Bray Wyatt. Like, come on. <laughs> Damn. That, could be, that could be. I don't know. My, my first thought is if he's going to be on Raw, I actually thought him and Ricochet could have a great program because Ricochet is, you know, he's he's now on his own. Uh, they they split him and Alistair Black up, but uh, so like Ricochet has got they've got such a unique style. You know, Ricochet is this kind of happy, fun, lucky guy. You know, fun, ha- go happy, lucky guy, whatever. But I'm not having it. No way, Jose. No, <laughs> no, that's the last time you ever gave me to dance on TV. Uh-huh. I'm so good. Anything we can, anything we can do for entertainment. The Maharaja goes to the funhouse. Oh, <laughs> that actually would be hilarious. Hey, by the way, I, I got to give great shots to this because he had me crying, laughing during the uh, Robert Rude Ricochet match. He's like every woman in the Midwest. <laughs> Yeah, get pregnant. So great. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, Graves was awesome in that. Well, Graves is awesome. By the way, how about the Rick Rude tribute? I love, love it. Actually. Love it. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. Wait, I wanted to bring up Graves' commentary because him and Renee going back and forth was the greatest thing ever. Like, you know, that's how baby. You know how that's how babies aren't made, right? Oh, but Renee, <laughs> I just it was that was, and to me, that's old. Again, that's old school stuff. Like, because there's a lot of guys that upsets that, right, or gets upset by that. They're like, oh. You shouldn't talk about another man and say that he's attractive and say what he didn't. Like, no, that's how you would get talent over. Like, you can't in, on one side of your mouth say it's all about a look and out of the other side of your mouth say men, especially the commentators, shouldn't talk about their look. 
Right. Really? <laughs> right. All right. Does that make sense? I didn't think so. One last thing before we go through the eyes of a nine-year-old. Um, we're going to talk real quick because, Derek, you want to make your predictions for Money in the Bank. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Matches are concerned. I also want to get your prediction for Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. First time happening in WWE, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles for the Universal Championship. You know, my gut tells me that uh, Seth Rollins is going to pick up the victory here because he's got some great momentum going, and I think they still see him as the face of Raw uh, for right now. I, I, I think it's going to be a clean finish. Uh, I think that they're going to have a great match, tear the house down, and then uh, Seth Rollins is going to end up picking up the victory clean. Uh, and then from there, then the interference with the, the mid-card world order or the Corbin world order, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the, you know, the Corbin world order can come out. Hold on. Hold on. What's, no, I'm going to get your opinion on Baron Corbin. I love Baron Corbin. Fantastic. Good. Fan, Thank fan, you. freaking tastic. Um, okay, good. Baron Corbin, I, he may get more natural heat than anybody in the company right yeah, now. Yes. Correct. And, so. you know, he gets, in some ways, it's almost like Vicky Guerrero type heat that he gets from, the, that he gets from the crowd. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, there, Baron Corbin is being pushed to the moon and I have no problems with it at all. I think he's great on the mic, great in the ring. I am, I am all in on Baron Corbin. Just, just the timing when he comes out to interrupt people is just fantastic. Yeah. It's always the sweet spot to, for him to come out. Oh, by the way, can I can I say really quickly to all the internet fans that were pissed off that Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle in his retirement match, but just shut the hell up. Kurt Angle put oh, he did what he Kurt Angle has so much respect for the business. You, your job as an established talent is to put over the next people. And he believes, and the company believes, Baron Corbin is that next guy. And Kurt Angle did what he was supposed to do, and he put over the next guy for the next generation of superstars. So I'm happy that that match happened. I have no problems with Kurt Angle losing to Baron Corbin in his retirement match. It was a, It's not about... You know, it, it was about Kurt Angle getting one last hurrah. That's what it was about. So yeah, I have no problems uh, with that at all. All right, before we go through the segment, uh, I, I know the list of Derrico comes out organically, mm-hmm. but I have a recommendation, and I didn't get to get your thoughts on this when this incident went down. I have two incidents I could bring up as recommendations. First off, Enzo and Kaz XL, as he's calling himself now, invading the Ring of Honor show, or... The Nimrod attacking uh, Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame. Are they any worth while being on the list of Derek? They are not. No, here's the thing. They did. Listen, you in order to be on the list, it is an honor. It is a privilege <laughs> to be on the list of Derek. You, you have earned elite status when you make your way to the most coveted list in the history of podcasts. This list right here. This hey, list good waterfall been on this list before. Oh, yes, sir. That no. is the worst <laughs> curse of D I've ever seen. No wonder why the dead language now, and they're only, like, that's why. That's the point. That, that, that's the point, though, is, is because of, it's what's supposed to happen here. That's, that's Again, that's the geniusness behind the list of Derrico. Oh, God. Is the, the, the brilliance of, look at, look at, look at the excellent semicircle that was made here near the edge. This, this, is, this is a brilliant judge. <laughs> Josh, I have a question. All right. <clears throat> do you know what happens to people who make fun of cursive writing? Yes, I do. Hold on. <laughs> do you know what happens to people who think that cursive writing is a dead language and is not useful anymore? You know? Yeah, do you fill me in, please? You know? <laughs> well, those people, they tend to find themselves in a certain 
predicament. Oh boy. They tend to find themselves in a uh, in a place that few people get to go to. In fact, according to my counts, only about twenty people that get to go in there. Okay. So I'd like to say something to Mr. Adam Daly. <laughs> Adam Daly. What kind of a name is that? Daly. What is it? What is this? He's like, what? You claim to be this clown prince of pop. Shouldn't you be Adam Knightley because the clown prince comes out at night? Isn't that what's supposed to happen? What the hell kind of a name is that? Adam Daly. Well, you know what happens to people? I don't like people who make fun of cursive writing. Do you know what happens to people who make fun of cursive writing? Do you? Do you know? They get Adam put on Daly? by a dude with a really bad, scruffy beard. <laughs> You just made the list. <laughs> you got like a 10:30 shadow, man. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm really, 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 oh god. Anyways, it was fun to be Adam. I, listen, I gotta be honest. With you. I, I, I was trying to find a way to put you on the list. I, I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't think of anything creative there's to put so you on the list. On the list. I know there are, but so many ways. I don't know if there's anything that's appropriate for the, anyways. <laughs> That's a shout out for all our universal chatter people, by the way. We haven't put anybody in the list for over two years. That's true. Uh, I'm sorry that universal chatter had to go away, but unfortunately, um, you know, WWE has been cracking down on uh, screenings and uh, copyright and stuff like that. So unfortunately, and it just didn't work when there wasn't audio in the background. So, but uh, it was good to bring back the list for one more time. Adam, congratulations. You are now on the list of Derrico. You're welcome. Thank you. It's 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 an honor and a privilege. Uh huh. As yeah, Josh is on the list. Adam's on the list. Uh, I'm on the list. I'm on brother, my own wait, list. Wait, and just real quick, you want to ask what kind of last name is Daly? It means, dude, brother. It means it's it's all day, baby. It's all day long. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. But yeah, what yeah. Is stout? <laughs> Eric Stout. Yeah, it's an it's it, it is it is a uh, it's an because it stout because beer. You see, because you put stout as the type of beer. So you know, stop. I, I bring stop. people. I bring people happiness. What I do? Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Is that why Dean Rise are up? Oh. <laughs> Wonder. A plus. Okay, bravo. Yeah, A plus. You should have done that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh, is there another segment we need to get to? Yes, we do. Uh, okay, yeah, fantastic. Thank course. you. <laughs> Hello, Miss AJ. How are you doing today? How are you doing today, AJ? Hello. 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 It was skipping a little bit on our end, so. <laughs> Of also, am am I on the list? I just I just want to make sure. Am, am I am I? Wow! On the list? wow. <laughs> Here's the problem. No, 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 Nobody requests to be on the list. You have to earn your way onto the list. I ain't given no list. No, 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 no. This list, this with an amazing cursive right here. Look at that. I'm zooming in here. Look at how AJ. I want you to observe how amazing. That cursiveness is right there, despite what your father may say. That is an amazing, an amazing, amazing. It looks like a music note that lost its way. <laughs> well, it's, you know. It lost its way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, listen, uh, AJ, you, you just keep talking, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with the list. You look, you look like a uh, Matthew Bellamy. You really oh, oh, no. Don't do this, Rigo. He does. Yeah, just add it to the list. Just add it to the list of things that I've been called throughout my dad. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you what people have referred to me as. Okay, and you get okay. So the big one is Christian Bale. I've been conferred to as Christian Bale. Right. Um, Keep going. 
Yeah. Um, people now say that I remind them of Phil Dumphy from Modern Family. If anybody's seen that show. Yes. Yeah. Um, Alan, absolutely. Um, yeah. People say that, that, that I remind them of Timon from The Lion King. That's a relatively <laughs> new one. <laughs> And just just last week, uh, people tell me that I walk like a cartoon character. (laughs) I I said you reminded me of the guy who actually was in Blue's Clues. Oh, Steve from Blue's Clues. Yes, I've been told that too. I actually bought the Steve from Blue's Clues shirt and wore it for Halloween this year. And people thought it was the greatest thing that they ever seen. Who ironically is a musician himself and was in the Flaming Lips for a little while. (laughs) That's right. Very good. Very good. I, I, I got your music knowledge right <laughs> I here, baby. Know, I got I'm, you, baby. I'm, I'm good for nothing, but, 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 but nothing is always good for something. Nice. <laughs> All right, Derek, the floor is yours for our – through our yeah, – The floor is yours. Oh, that's right. I'm being put on the spot. So. It's where we always get wrestling through the eyes of a nine-year-old. We get we got our nice little uh, female perspective here, uh, WWE's other fan base, uh, a young uh, but young female, something not these old, jaded males like we do. So, Derek – this is your time to ask away, good friend. Thank you very much. Well, first off, AJ, welcome to this segment. I'm glad to, glad to be here. This is your first chance to be with the director of operations. Don't be nervous. All right? Don't be nervous around somebody who is as important as myself. But don't need to be nervous. Just relax. Have a good time. It's going to be all great. See, Piper's very excited about this segment as well, so it's going to be great stuff. Okay, so, AJ, you know, we, you know, you have us like at, like your father said, you have this, us old jaded guys who, um, you know, who have had opinions for years. I just want to know from you, what, what attracts you to professional wrestling? Why are you a professional wrestling fan? It's, um, it's the storylines that they play. And also like, I like also seeing how the people help each other in the ring. Remember mm-hmm. they're wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing that. I love the storylines that they play. It's just, it's just a lot about wrestling that, like, it's hard to explain that I just love about it. Uh, okay, that's great. I'm right there with you. You know, we, I think we all love it for different reasons. I think that's great. What do you enjoy most about what's going on in professional wrestling, wrestling right now? What are some of your, the things that you enjoy the most about the landscape of what we do? I'm, I really don't know. Let me see. I guess, what, what, what are your favorites in WWE right now? The man by Key Lynch and... That's it. Wow. That's it. Nobody else. <laughs> wow. That is. Wow. That's tough. That <laughs> is, and she has, like, she follows a lot of wrestlers. So for there to be really? one, like, done, that's a, yeah. I Who got would, a question. Yeah, please. Is Michael Nakazawa in the over the budget battle row? I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> Michael Nakazawa. What do you think of, because I don't, I don't think Derek realizes you watch, uh, you watch, uh, uh, I almost said all elite wrestling, but but we watch uh, BT BT together. We watch being the elite. Yes. Um, so, what's your favorite part of being the elite so far? Like, who's your favorite person on there? Um, it's probably Hangman. You like Hangman? Yes, oh, I, I like the whole thing of the full gear challenge. What do you think about MJF? Mm. He's so salted the earth, though. Eh, but he talks behind Cody's back. Oh. Uh, a that's, lot of wrestlers do that. I was say, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's part for the course. That's normal. Back to you, Derek. Uh, that's good. Okay, what is missing from the product right now? What is what? So you, 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 the other is great. What's missing? What does WWE need, or anybody in general? What do they need to do to really bring wrestling to the next level? Hmm. I don't know. At my point, I'd like to see like actual intergender matches instead of mixed tag matches. Like you still don't get that intergender. 
So I so I do want WWE to do that. I mean, I get it with sponsors. They don't, they can't really because they don't want to lose sponsors. But I just do it. Sure. Why Why do you want to see that? What about that is intriguing to you? Because I, it's just I don't like it that sometimes they just stick to the same like the same gender sometimes. And then, like, if a woman can beat up a man in a match, then why can't the man do the same? I mean, I... No, I get what you're saying, because it's, it's, it's like in a comic book. It's yes. the same thing. Yeah, I get it's it. It's like, it really is like in a Sounds comic book. It, <sighs> please. <laughs> in a comic book. Oh, it's all, dang. It's all, all storylined anyways, and fake, <laughs> and all that, so... Scripted. I think fake would would be a little sensitive. <laughs> oh, scripted. Okay. <laughs> Again, Triple yeah. H, if you're listening right now, you probably hate me, but. Okay. <laughs> oh man, you know I'll, I'll say this: one of the main reasons, <laughs> one of the main reasons I miss Lucha Underground is because of the intergender matches. Yes. I think it's actually the best part of Lucha Underground. Yeah, I never really got into Lucha Underground, like, because I remember my mom and dad were watching it. I was very young, and I wasn't even really into wrestling that much. And now that I'm into it, it's like, why why aren't I watching it? <laughs> like, really? It's on Netflix, right? Is this still on Netflix? Yeah, the first season's still on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, so AJ, so you said Becky Lynch is your number one right now, and everybody else is kind of just somewhere in the middle, two through yeah. 478. Okay, Before- Finn Balor is number two. There you go. Okay, because I was going to ask. That's a solid choice, by the way. Well done. Um, plus five. You're ahead of your dad right now. Your dad's <laughs> like minus two, and so you're at plus five right now, so well done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so prior to Becky Lynch, who were some of your favorites uh, before, you know, the man became the man? Who were some of your favorites leading up to that? And um. Oscar was definitely one of them. Um, I I always did like Becky before she was a man, mm-hmm. um, so I'll put her before she was man. I I will put her on there. Um, let me think. There there's a lot of people. Um, I I always like the women in NXT. The women in NXT are always good. Mm-hmm. Um, See, she is a mark. It's already about NXT. Before. I was going to say you you you've, you've taught her well. okay um okay so what okay so you've got you obviously you're a big fan of the man and i think that's great how long do you think she's going to hold on to the raw and smackdown women's championships what's going to happen with that going forward i i don't know i think maybe she's like going to lose one of them soon in like maybe a couple months or like two months something like that but i obviously don't want her to that's right. not, that i just want her to stay a uh, double champion forever mm-hmm. um but- see there, there's a small problem with the logic there is because eventually she's going to run into charlotte flair who is clearly the elite female performer in wwe right now so that's there's a small problem with your logic there she's going to run into the but- queen but Becky already beat the queen. That's the, the thing. But the queen's already beaten <laughs> Becky. So and, and the man is better than the queen. Wow. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't AJ, know. how do you feel about Becky having two title matches on the same pay per view? Do you think that's cool? I really, really like that. I feel like someone's going to cash into one of them, though. I can see that. Ooh. Yeah. We saw Alexa Bliss uh, cash in uh, last year. Uh, my, that was, that was and I was cool. there. Oh, were you really? Oh, that's cool. How was the atmosphere for that? 
It was. I love Chicago. It was a very nice crowd. Definitely better than Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, AJ, where have you seen shows? Where have you been to see wrestling shows? Um, I've. It's all WWE shows. I've been to Chicago once. I've been to Pittsburgh for a pay per view. Was it Extreme Rules? Sure. Extreme Rules. And then I have also been to Raw. Oh, excellent. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. That's awesome. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of questions here. Uh, Josh, you got anything? No, I'm, 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 my question uh, is filled. <laughs> my bug gets I know. I, 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 I didn't have <laughs> I, I got one. Yeah, go ahead. I, let's, 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 you know what? Since this was going to be the – this is the big topic of conversation on, online and everything. What, what, what is going on? Um, all right, so AJ, what do you think now? So we saw the couple different vignettes. First, we saw a little scarecrow-looking thing, and then we saw the the thing that you know you insisted with Sister Abigail ends up being a character. You were correct, though; it's, it's connected to Bray Wyatt. So now we have Bray's Funhouse. What do you think about what they're doing with Bray Wyatt? I, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, I like it, and I, I I like it a lot. It's just I don't like. It all depends on how they do it. Um, I like it so far, like, like the fun house and all that. I uh, like the two gloves and that, like, it's like he has split personalities. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I like that a lot about that character. But I just want to see how it goes, how they take it, and then I'll make an opinion on it. There you go. Very good. Better than Twitter. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> That's very true. Nice. All right, well, let's put the script. AJ, this is your this is your first chance to be around a celebrity, being the director of operations oh, of Curry. Your first so do, do you have any questions for a celebrity, such as myself? What us what us people in higher management and upper management? You 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 do don't don't you do music stuff in a in a college? It's, I do. That, yeah, that's true. That is my that is my main job. I do my. So I, do I guess people might like you for doing music in a college. I, I don't know. Your students might like you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What did I do to you? You say your students might like you. What did I do to you? Hold on. You know what happens to people who try to insult the director of operations their first time out? Do you know what happens to people who, who, who try to make fun of the director of operations? Do you know? Do you know what happens, Miss AJ Daly? Is she the youngest member? You just made the list. <laughs> See, there you go, right what there. Now on the list of Derrico, you, you can... there are actual names on there. Yeah, so, oh yeah, no, there yeah. are names. Look, everyone, you got a whole page of the list of Derrico right here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we, we kept track. Of yeah, it. we kept track of the list of Derrico. It is an absolute thing. Yeah. I have an embarrassing reason why I'm on the list, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> let's go back about an hour ago. So we'll go. Yeah. Well, why are you on the list? Tell us about that. Oh, just probably just for being me. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been put on the list for Eric about six times. He opened his mouth, and that was really all it took. Yeah, I mean, I if we're being honest, I woke up. Yeah, and I, yeah, I get put on. Derek puts me on the list all the time. It's I like, do. It's true. I have my own separate list. It's, yeah, yeah. That's true. We don't need to get All right. Up. So, final thoughts on you up before we cut off before we cut off the the three eyes of a of an eight year old or of a nine year old. Um, let's get because you're not going to be in for this segment. 
how excited are you for the series finale of Gotham? Oh, I'm, I am I love it. I love that it's going to be a 10-year time jump, but I am sad that it's going to be the last episode ever. There you go. There you go. There we go. Oh, and also, everybody, just skip to the end. Just skip. You, catchphrase. Everybody, it's boring. Now, it's for me. My father, Josh. It's everybody's just boring on this show. Just skip to the end for me, really. Want to show everyone your shirt? That way that you know you're not all talk. There it is. There's there the is. man himself. Awesome. <laughs> See? See? She walks the walk and talks the talk. There you go. All right. Thank Bye. you, AJ. Awesome. AJ. Great job, AJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no. You don't got a bow. Go ahead and give me more spots on the podcast, and then there. Oh, now we're demanding more spots. Man, how about that? Look at this. (laughs) Already in contract negotiations, huh? Yeah. All right, boys. A couple more minutes left. Man, it's been a blast so far, man. Uh, We haven't missed a beat, man. That's kind of the fun part where we bring the Good Brothers on the show. It's not even like a guest situation. Good brothers catch up. You've been enjoying yourself so far, brother Carter. That's been awesome. It's been great to see you guys again. I've, I've, you know, it's, you know, I I mentioned last time I'm on, I just, you know, my, my career has shifted and life has shifted. So I'm not doing really hardly any online wrestling and media appearances anymore. So it's just kind of how things are going, but I'm, I'm glad to be back every now and then. I feel like I'm kind of like the Shawn Michaels or, uh, you know, the Steve Austin or whatever that just now makes his appearances once every now and then. Uh, you know, just to, to try to get a pop from the fans, but right. uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, I, please, I'm not anybody important, but no, it's glad to be back, man. It's really, really great to see you guys. Always fun when we get a chance to catch up. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I really, really, really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a blast. Adam, any uh, final thoughts for uh, Gotham tonight before we head out? Yeah, man. So, okay. So series finale of Gotham, if you guys, obviously I, I talk about it all the time, so it shouldn't be a spoiler alert. If you listen to the show, I, I saw that our audience is growing immensely. So, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want anything, uh, potentially spoiled for you tonight. Um, but here in the United States is the series finale of Gotham, uh, 8 PM Eastern time. We'll probably watch a little bit later, skip through commercials. Um, do a 10 year time jump from the f- actual finale from what we saw last week. One controversial thing that, that I want to get out there that, and just address to maybe some Gothamites out there that might be listening that might know about Selena Kyle being recast for the last episode. Um, I Listen, I'm not necessarily thrilled about it because Cameron Bakanova or whatever you pronounce her last name was fantastic as Selena Kyle. She wrote a big, long thing, though, and, and put it online. She It was her decision not to play selena cow in the finale because she wanted the 10-year jump to feel as true as possible and she and, and it was ultimately her decision to say hey somebody else can for that episode can carry on the legacy of, of, of catwoman so i think that's that's an amazing uh thing for any actor to do and take a step back and say that it only makes sense for somebody else to play the part um i think it's nice that they're doing the time jump because uh, another time with today being April 25th, uh, 2019, this was uh, 79 years ago, whatever, 1940 on April 25th is when uh, Batman issue number one came out. So they're ending Gotham, which is technically a Batman precursor, the, you know, the, the lead into Batman, the same day that Batman number one came out uh, back in 1940. So I think that's something that's a really cool tie in that if they had it planned, great for them. It was If it was happenstance, then sometimes it's just written in the stars. Um, but I do like that the, the time jump is going to help the believability of the growth into Batman and the perils of Gotham for the 10 years that maybe Bruce Wayne wasn't there or, or, you know, whatever, however long that that they're doing the time jump. But, um, and I'm glad that they're going into, uh, Joker's 
other side, you know, like what you, what we saw in the Arkham Asylum games, you know, they, they've really touched upon a lot of the comics, the movies, and f- what I think might be one of the best Joker stories was in the Arkham uh, series of games that they had on Xbox and PlayStation or whatever. So um, they're tying into he, a very grotesque look as far as he goes, but that is how Joker looks in some comics. And he's going to be going by Jeremiah, I'm sure, but um, they, they got, uh, they got Echo's outfit on point as far as Harley goes. Uh, so she, they tweaked her outfit a little bit for this episode. Um, it looks like, you know, Ivy's going to be on point. I, the new Catwoman still looks, I mean, she really actually looks like this girl in maybe like 10 years anyway. So, um, I just think that there's a lot of, a lot of loose ends that they're going to tie up and it does look like, uh, uh, Joker's the big bad, him and Bane are, are going to be the two big bads in this. So, um, it, it, we shall see, I guess, uh, as far as it goes, but for anybody that hasn't gotten into the series, this episode actually would be a good, just one off because it is a 10 year time jump. You don't really need that much backstory. I'm sure they're going to feed it to you. Um, but if you haven't gone back, the actors and actresses or the actors, you know, I don't like using actresses anymore. It's all one thing, but the actors in this, um, have all played their parts so well. And, you know, when you look at season one versus season four and five and the, the maturation process and how well, like I, Corey Michael Smith's Riddler, I think is, is, was, and this is going to be controversial. It's a different style, but I like it better than Frank Gorshin's Riddler. And, and I don't like Jim Carrey's Riddler. So whatever. So I, I think this was the best on screen Riddler. This has been my, my favorite series of different styles of Joker, quote unquote. Um, I like the and Corp Harley, I, you know, Ivy, they, they, they finally got right after a couple times of reinventing her, um, Catwoman, you know, I, Selena Kyle was, I mean, I just, you, you can go down the list and every person I think was, was absolutely fantastic on this show, whether it was <laughs> like Jada Pinkett for those first couple seasons or just whomever came in and out, whether they're playing, um, Azrael or Ra's al Ghul or whomever. I, this, this was to me, and, and for me, I don't really get into shows anymore. Like I'll get into your comedies, like, 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 you know, SNL, like stand up shows, like whatever, but I don't, I don't really mess with TV anymore. 168 hours in a week. And I'm already dedicating like maybe, you know, through commercials, four hours to raw or something or SmackDown, you know what I mean? And then I, I just, I really don't, I, I, I don't watch that much. I have like maybe one show a night and those are like dwindling away. So, so this is like the last of my shows. Like, I don't really have anything else other than uh, Watchmen comes out in the fall, so I'm hoping that's that's going to be something. But um, after this, for me, it's just looking forward to the Joker movie. So if you haven't, it's on Netflix. Get caught up. Um, the Gotham series, is it, it really has been amazing. I'm glad they ran it out five seasons. This season wasn't supposed to happen. The fans demanded it. So um, the one thing that I will say is I do hope that Cam Monaghan eventually ends up on the big screen as Joker because th- this dude has dedicated so much of his time, effort and his own creativity into this character to make it so multi-layered that they were touching upon the, you know, everyone, I, I, I don't listen to I don't as great as Heath Ledger Joker is. And I, and I love, I've inked on my leg. That's not Joker. There's a million jokers. There's actually a novel. There, there's a series coming out three jokers this fall. So it's, there's so many incarnations of it. It's like trying to pigeonhole the undertaker as one person, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, I like that they like really brushed upon all the different incarnations of, of Joker, including the, the, the more grotesque, like what we're about to see tonight. So, um, yeah, there's my pitch. Uh, tears will be shed. Uh, this is five years of my life in the Gotham, which isn't as long as some series, but when it's an hour show for me, that's, that's enough for me. So. You know, what's good about Gotham tonight for those who are worried about the draft. You can watch the series finale for Gotham and it'll still be at the 10th pick 
of the first round of the yeah. NFL draft. So yeah, I don't really doubt that the Raiders take their first pick. And then, <laughs> their first but there. you got to watch at the beginning though, because Roger Goodell getting booed is one of the greatest moments of all sports every year. That's always <laughs> the highlight of the of my sports year is watching Goodell come out and just get troll. I was telling Josh this earlier. One year, I would love it if Goodell just came out to no chance in hell. And was like, oh, so you guys are going to boo me, right? Let me check that uh, $20 million check I just got. Hmm, yeah, I'm really hating these boos you guys are giving me. Ooh, <laughs> He's the man. worst, though. Goodell's the worst. I know he is, but... <laughs> Gary Bettman ain't that better. Yeah, but no, um, no God. <laughs> um, anyways, Brother Carter, man, I, I want to say um, thank you for taking time out of your day to come hang out with us and catch up with us. Um, we're fortunate to have you on the show this week. You've been doing a fantastic job with uh, your musical career. I, I told you about the concert you did uh, a week ago or so. Thank you. You did a great job with that. And um, I hope you had a good time uh, catching up with us and get your wrestling uh, voice out there. Thank you uh, again for coming out. Any final words before we head off this week? No, just uh, thanks again so much for having me on. It's been a blast from the past. It's always good to, you know, just kind of connect with, with the people who you care about. And I care about you guys a lot. So thank you so much for that. It's been terrific. Um, cheap plug. If I can, um, I am a senior editor at WrestlingRumors.net, So check out my stuff over there. You can see the articles that I write on a weekly basis. Um, really that's, that's all, that's all the plug I've got to do right now. So thanks guys. Oh, it's been a blast. I, Let's yeah. I forgot to mention this. Uh, Lauren from Orlando, you know, which Lauren I'm talking about. I do about. know which Lauren you're talking about. Yes. Uh, she yeah. wanted me to have the special request for you. Oh, boy. CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> oh, Lauren, you're already on my list. So, uh, I, and, and as a rule, you can't make the list twice. So, I love that I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah, this don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. It's, worry yeah, it's probably better yeah. I don't. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll figure that out. Yeah, 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 yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, we're good. Staying out of this one, Kyle. Uh Uh-huh. By the way, uh, folks, um, you could check out our podcast every single week. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, go support Derek's work at Wrestling Rumors, if you will. Follow Derek on Instagram, if you will, at uh, Derrico06. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Who's Podcast. Adam is off of social media, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I don't do social media. Yeah. No still should be on that end. No, um, but I did want to say, Derek, man, it was good having you on the show. It was fun, like, bouncing back and forth like we used to, dude. It was it was fun it was having that, like, back and forth banter, man. I, I, I miss that. I miss, like, the the playing the the um, the um Joker to your Batman, if you will. So um, it, it, was, it was fun having you back, brother. Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. It's been a blast. Let's, let's not let it be 10 months till I'm on the next time, all right? Right. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't make you said at the beginning of the show, oh, I only come in for the money in the bank. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm still trying to get Detective J.J. Bittenbinder on this show. And damn it, before the end of the year, I'm going to get J.J. Bittenbinder on this show. <laughs> you know, I'm a lady fan. You know what I'm talking about. And I promise you I will get him on this show. All right. <laughs> for AJ, who stole the show again on yep. the podcast this week, uh, uh, Brother Carter and Adam, I'm Joshy. Thank you guys so much for checking out episode 153 of the Hoots Podcast. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We love you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, yes, sir.